1: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
0: This is Scorpio Sky, and you are listening to the Keeping It Strong Style Podcast, and it is the best. Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network Jeremy Dolvin here with the young boy Josh Smith On today's show we'll be reviewing Fighting Spirit Unleashed in New York Previewing New Japan Road, answering your questions and covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice And leaving a rating and review you can also get all the podcasts and columns over at socialsuplex.com. This episode of Keeping a Strong Style is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV is an independent wrestling streaming service with over 5,000 hours of wrestling from companies across the world. Use the promo code socialsuplex to get your first month free. Make sure you check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store, proslantees.com slash socialsuplex. That's where you can get your official keeping it strong style t-shirt all right young boy we got a uh, big question to open up the show
2: before you do that i just want to say this is the first time we've ever played the actual intro as we started the show through the board like normally we we, we edited in post and man this was incredible <laughs> This 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 board that you bought is magical. Like
0: stepping it up, man. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> We're professional AF. Holy well crap. When,
0: when you're the ace of podcast, you have to have the, the ace gear, the ace performance.
2: Well, at least we we got our uh, production in uh you know on the top level. I can't I can't say the same for New Japan, but we got our production <laughs> on top level.
0: You know, maybe at yeah. least here in the States that is. Right. Maybe, you know, Harold can give us a call. We can help set some things up for them, you know.
2: It is amazing that we've never been considered for anything with this company. I mean, we put on a clean show. We we entertain the masses.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we they could have. I would have done uh, English commentary for all three shows this weekend.
2: Oh, I'd be atrocious. <laughs> I'd be so bad. I'd be like, "Who's that? Oh, he hit that move." Um, what, Kevin? What does he call that move? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh was
2: Shay's wife's finish again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. What do I always I always mess up? Uh oh yeah, I'm like the sling blade, yeah. Jay White. <laughs> oh man. Breathe with the sling blade. <laughs> oh man. I got, here comes here comes Jay White strap. <laughs> Ooh, jump on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. Oh my
0: god. Oh my
2: god. Oh, the mega aces making their way to the ring. <laughs>
0: oh man. But yeah, so we actually
2: uh, yeah, it makes me feel like maybe we should be doing the commentary. It'd be uh, it'd be just, lit. It'd be freaking lit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so got a question here from Reddit user Bravo Bravo Tango Zulu, says I was going to ask about how likely it was for Dragon Lee to be hired full time, but it seems that that has been asked already. So I'll just ask the most important question instead: Are you two doing well? Why why are we
2: getting introspective questions right now? That's a little <laughs> heavy for this show. I I like to keep it light. I like to keep
0: it on the lighter side of things. Um uh, I don't
2: know. I'm doing all right. How are you doing?
0: I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Bro, I saw uh, you going to the gym today. Yeah. Getting jacked. Yeah, man. Uh gotta keep the guns going, I guess for these uh, old ladies that try to touch me in stores.
2: Yo, what yeah, tell us that story because <laughs> i
0: <I've,
2: laughs> I was I was all weekend and I like briefly caught that.
0: What happened? So I'm shopping at Old Navy. I was in the mall waiting for my, uh, I was getting some stuff done on my car. So I was shopping in the, and I was waiting for that to get done.
2: Who were you there with?
0: Myself. Oh. Uh, so, I was, you know, I was, I was waiting for my car to get done. So that's
2: something like you. I'm used to having one or two honeys on the side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, apparently there was one trying to, to slide in at Old Navy. So I was at Old Navy in the checkout line, got some new shirts and stuff for work. I'm just waiting in the checkout line, minding my own business. This old lady had to be like late 60s, early 70s, walks up to me and she's like, Is this the end of the line? I was like, Yes. And then, you know, I was wearing my uh, AEW Kenny Omega shirt and all the AEW shirts have like the AEW wrestling Mm, thing on the sleeve. Yeah. And she's like, Are you a wrestler? And I was like, "Uh, No, ma'am. I'm I'm just a fan.
2: Why don't you tell her you can check me out on YouTube? John (laughs) Juris. Yeah,
0: I could have pulled up the John (laughs) Juris. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, and then she was like, "Well, do you work out?" I was like, "Yes, I do." And she's, I work
2: out.
0: <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, I can tell." And like, touches my arm, and I was just like, "And then what happened?" And then I was like, just looking at the cashier. I was like, oh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry!" Up. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, like, he was done. And so, like, I like booked it to like the cashier and like started checking out. And, yeah, when are you guys going out? Nah <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you get her number bro Even though uh, I think it was Ricky made a good point Or maybe it was Dan that she could have been the sugar mama
2: Yeah bro I'm And like, then I
0: could have used her to fund social suplex This was
2: a, this was a sugar baby like <laughs> opportunity Sent from God himself <laughs> Oh my goodness See that's the, that's the thing I'm the ultimate opportunist Like I, I see the opportunity The silver lining behind the gray clouds I don't know why you didn't take advantage of this situation It's Florida the old, the old women here in Florida, you know what they're looking for. They're looking for Jeremy Donovan, sugar baby <laughs> extraordinaire.
0: She was looking for some dark chocolate. Is what yeah, she apparently. Wanted. <laughs> and I, uh, one of my buddies was like, yeah, man, she should have asked if she had life insurance. She said yes and slide in. But
2: uh, uh you have to get named a beneficiary first. It's, that takes some extensive work. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, w- I was not about that life. Um, I was just trying to buy some clothes. Trying to you know upgrade my wardrobe, just trying to get out of there. For those
2: of you that don't know, Jeremy's like the young bucks, just a good Christian boy trying to make it in this world.
0: Exactly.
2: And this this harlot. This yeah. This, this harlot from this, this, off the streets.
0: This, uh, this May Young. <laughs> this this Moolo, She was she, she was trying to find her her Mark Henry.
2: Yo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I wasn't about that.
2: Oh, my God, yo, recently I had to like tell somebody. I was talking to a friend of mine who knows quite a bit about wrestling, but not like the deep histories of it. And I was telling him I was like, yeah, you know, they're, they're, I was telling him about Joshi and I was explaining like, you know, the, the difference between like Joshi and like American wrestling. They brought up Mula, and I was like oh no <laughs> And I started Telling about like Mae Young and like how she used to Stick people up and, and all that And they, they were just like oh are you kidding Me like they had no idea And I was like yeah man wrestling, the wrestling Industry is dirty
0: Yeah it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting place for sure
2: But not in Japan Japan's full of Honor fighting <laughs> spirits
0: Yes nobody cheating on their spouses at all <laughs> Just a, a nice, nice Clean <laughs> Environment yeah, no scandals uh, in New Japan ever Yeah mm. But uh, all Anoki. right <laughs> So um, September is ended So we have to name our September match of the month And September wrestler of the month So, you know, in the month of September We had the uh, three destruction The three big destruction shows uh, Beppu, Kagoshima, and Kobe We had the Road 2 shows The Young Lions Cup We just had this Fighting Spirit Unleashed in New York show
2: Does that count for this month?
0: Yeah, it was September Today is uh,
2: the 30th I'm losing track of everything, to be honest (laughs) with you I'm like, was that this month? Yeah. Yeah, We're still in September? September's over
0: Well, today is the 30th When this episode drops, tomorrow it will be October 1st
2: Wake me up when September ends Yeah Yeah
0: Uh, So for the match of the month, we have the IWGP Junior Tag Title Match Between the Birds of Prey, Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles Against the Bullet Club, El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori Eat it up, ELP,
2: because that's the last (laughs) award you're ever
0: winning on this show (laughs) I don't know, King of Pro Wrestling, Ospreay, ELP that's could, true could, could he can pull out again
2: That's true I don't know man Liger and Suzuki they got That's got match that the year written all over it for me baby
0: Yeah so we'll see
2: But yeah great match match of the month um, A little bit of a down month But you know that's kind of what you get When you uh, have this destruction tour Yeah that's what you get with destruction tour But uh, you know this wasn't no uh, Kenny Ishii either, like last year But Oh uh, yeah Actually you know what I think you rated them about the same four and a half huh
0: the the matches from the Kenny match from last year? Mm-hmm.
2: I think you rated that about the same as this match. I have here. to
0: go back and uh check uh so you're four and a half on this, right? Yeah, I'm four and a half on this. Jeez, man. And uh big Dave gave it a four point seven five.
2: He's lost his damn
0: money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
2: No, it was a great match though. It actually it was a great match and so very deserving match of the month. And then the wrestler of the month is one that I think this is a first for our show.
0: That uh, that a young lion is the wrestler of the month
2: We've never had a young lion win Didn't, wrestler we, of the month
0: didn't we have in uh, December when the first young lions cup No No.
2: Nope the winner that month was uh, LIJ Because it was the same month as the world Tag Oh we yeah gave it, we gave it that's to right That's right yeah plus, plus there was no one in that tournament that I think Really would have won it based off The match output the match output in this tournament Was much higher Uh across the board than that previous tournament.
0: Yeah, so this is the first time in keeping it strong style history that the wrestler of the month is a young lion.
2: Without further ado, Shota Umino. No. I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh Carl Fredericks, the winner of the Young Lion's Cup. And you know you joked about Umino, but I mean, he was, he was up right there. he was up in the running. He had a lot of uh, very good matches in the Young Lion's Cup, but I mean, Fredericks This tournament was all about him uh, building him up and getting that big win and kind of being the star of the LA dojo
2: Here's the thing about that tournament another testament to why it was so great when we discussed wrestler of the month, we didn't discuss any like Like main roster. I don't for lack of better term main roster performers. We (laughs) only really Discussed young lines. It was like is it fredericks? Is it umino? Is it narita? Is it Umora or is it uh uh who's the other young uh Fred not uh not Coglin? No, the other one.
0: Uh Connors. Yeah.
2: Connors was the other guy. We so I mean we we weren't talking about like, you know, Ishii, we weren't talking about Osprey, we we're talking about these young lines. They came to play and yeah. uh Fredericks took the big one, he took it all home and the even greater honor, he's wrestler of the month and uh keeping a strong style, the month of uh September. So congratulations, Carl. I know you're listening. Congrats.
0: Yep, yeah. and uh, before we uh, die, Fredericks is listening. Who knows? me I mean, a, a <laughs> lot of people are, are listening to this thing. It, it is
2: always amazing when, when I find out like that, like people that are like much more important than us are actually <laughs> listening to us.
0: Um, I'm like you listen to us. And uh, speaking of people who are much more important, so in four weeks we have the 100th episode of Keeping It Strong Style.
2: Are you telling everybody who?
0: I'm. I'm just giving the announcement that we we had a special interview with, i made a tweet about it we had a special interview with a new japan pro wrestler for the 100th episode
2: yeah it's going to be it's going to be lit like no 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 like no lie here's how lit it was i asked jeremy before we record i was like i'm kind of hungry you want to get some food he's like, i'm going to cook then afterwards he's like Fuck it, let's go out <laughs>
0: Yeah, man We need to celebrate Yeah, man, it was a great interview I'm excited for you guys to all hear that Just in a few weeks, four weeks For the big 100th episode We will uh, drop that interview as a part of that week's episode And man, the episode's gonna be lit I mean,
2: Junior Tag League It's gonna be crazy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so yeah, it's a big accomplishment, man 100 episodes coming up Also Bro,
2: Congratulations, uh, Jeremy <laughs>
0: Congratulations to me. It's both of us, man.
2: Well, you're supposed to congratulate me. Like. Oh,
0: congratulations, young boy. Thanks, man. And then, uh, <laughs> I work hard. We got the uh, social suplex five year anniversary coming up in a couple weeks. Holy crap. And then, uh, our two year anniversary will be in the uh, end of November. So, a lot of big milestones that we're reaching here with social suplex and keeping it strong, style, man. Going strong.
2: Let me look up what a two year anniversary gift is supposed to be. <laughs>
0: Well, while you're looking that up this week, like I mentioned in the intro, we'll be uh reviewing Fighting Spirit Unleashed uh in New York. But as y'all know, there was also two other shows. There was the Cotton. Cotton.
2: Yeah, it's the cotton anniversary. So uh those of you that are out there hook hook your boys up with some cotton. I don't know. <laughs> seems strangely that seems like a strange gift to get out.
0: Yeah. Give us money. Don't get me cotton. That might that might be racist. That's kinda of <laughs> <laughs> uh So yeah, so we had um, the Fighting Spirit Unleashed and Loyal show Which happened before the New York show Gonna run down the results of that real quick So we had Carl Fredericks defeating Alex Coughlin And yes, his name is pronounced Coughlin I've been saying Coughlin Yeah, everybody I've listened to has been saying Isn't
2: that how you pronounce G-H? Cough?
0: That's what I thought, but apparently everybody's been saying it wrong It is Coughlin, not Coughlin so, Fredericks defeated Alex Coughlin Fuck that boy's name is Coughlin I'm gonna call him <laughs> Coughlin uh, Lance Archer defeated Ren Narita Juice right. Robinson and Mikey Nichols Defeated Clark Connors and TJP Chase Owens and Jado Defeated the Rock and Roll Express
2: Blasphemy
0: <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii and Amazing Red The Ooh. team of <laughs> Red Bull uh, Defeated Bushi and Shingo Takagi Is that what they're calling themselves, Red Bull? Uh, no, um That's amazing What's his name, um Andrews from the uh, Voices of Wrestling That's a great he, name he, he dubbed them uh, Red Bull
2: That's a great name
0: um, Then we have uh, Hiroki Goto, Rocky Romero, and Yoshihashi Defeating Gato, Jay White, and Kenta Then we had the IWGP Tag Team Champions Girls of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tangaloa Defeated Rapungi, 3K, Yo to retain their heavyweight titles There goes my theory Yeah, <laughs> uh, everybody's hopes and dreams just flushed down the toilet there I, I was so happy to see this too
2: yeah, uh, all that build, all the build, all the review, yeah, dude.
0: All that building like, didn't even put this one on the show that aired. <laughs> anyway, Kato said, I got your money, <laughs> kid. <laughs> uh, then the main event of the Lowell show, we had um, Kezujika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kota Ibushi defeating Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Evil. Tanahashi pinned Naito, loser, geek. Get this man out of here <laughs> Well Okay first off First off
2: How is anybody supposed to stand up to the power of the golden mega aces Come on man
0: Dude they lose like every tag match <laughs> Yeah but
2: they never had Kotobushi before The golden mega aces is the ultimate trifecta mm. That's like That's like um War Games 95 When um, The dungeon of doom had to go up against Sting Hogan Luger And Savage Like what
0: <laughs> Who Who's gonna defeat that team Yeah so yeah, so that super team there, the, What do you uh, think that
2: actually means that, Okay, so two two talking points before we move on, because I think these are both uh kind of important. Um I know you just brought up Tamatang and Tangaloa retained their titles. Ha- are there any reports? Like did they, did is this the blow off to the feud? Is this it? Is this what we build to?
0: Well, I mean, based are uh, they gonna continue? on New Japan Road Tour, they're not facing off against each other, really. Oh my god. <laughs> so I think this was the blow off. <laughs> Why did they even do that? I guess it's to set up this match. But no one saw it. Just a
2: live audience, yeah. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then um so Tatsuya Naito. Okay, so here's the thing though. Naito losing makes a lot of sense because Sonata and Evil can't take that. Right, fall.
0: yeah. I was I was just joking around. Well, but no,
2: I was listening to Observer today and he mentioned he was like, Oh, they only do things like this when it really matters. There's a story here and I know we talked a lot last week about stories, but um, I don't. I don't think there's a story there. Well,
0: well, the story here is Evil is facing Sonata for the IWGP title. Evil's not facing. I mean, Sonata. I mean, excuse me. Sonada is facing Okada for right. the IWGP title, and Evil is facing Kota Ibushi for the contract. So that's the story. They have two huge matches. Naito's not doing anything big at King of Pro Wrestling.
2: Here's the one interesting thing though. They have defeated a lot of the guys on the Golden uh, Mega Ace's side in recent matches. So they could have hypothetically beaten anyone Well, at least Ibushi Right uh, But even more so
0: Well, they could have beat Tanahashi They could have
2: really beat Tanahashi If they wanted to That would have been a, And Naito really They could have put Naito over Tanahashi So that is interesting that Tanahashi pinned Naito
0: Or they could have put Evil or, or Sonata over Tanahashi
2: That, sh- that too, yeah
0: So Interesting Which makes you think maybe Tanahashi is going to be in play for this uh, mini tournament I told y'all
2: Naito, <laughs> Naito, they're taking him to the
0: bottom So they
2: can resurrect this man.
0: He's the Undertaker right now, (laughs) dead man walking. He's like a Pyro in WWE, making making a blazing comeback. It's coming back. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: You know what's funny? Like we never have Pyro, and no one cares because you know the wrestling's just that fantastic. We don't need Pyro.
0: The Pyro's in the ring. (laughs) The smoke is in the ring. We with the smoke. Yes. Um, So next up we had the Fighting Spirit Unleashed in New York show And this is the show that aired live on NJPW World on Saturday night Yes I did Um, You know I was all excited it was Saturday Some live New Japan Pro Wrestling Fired up my uh, NJPW World right at uh, 7pm Eastern Time I'm like all right, here we go 7 o'clock Let's get this thing started Little delay with the stream start. I'm like, you know, a lot of people on Twitter are like, man, some, something going on with the stream. Like, what's going on? We're we're logged in. Like, the next thing you know, it cuts to uh, Miano, Milano, and I don't know the third guy's name, but he he has a glasses. Um, so all three of those guys, they're obviously they're talking Japanese. Have no idea what they're saying, but you know, they're they're the commentary team for the show. Um, luckily, we had uh, Chris Charlton at Reason JP kind of giving some translations of. What's kind of going on and then You you know that you find out they're talking about You know the show is being delayed and Yana or Milano's making commentary you know Guys like Narita they might this might rattle Them with a, a show being delayed and stuff Like that and so it's like all right, Show's delayed then they're saying technical difficulties And it keeps going It's 7.30 It's 7.45 I'm
2: getting agitated by just your, <laughs> your recollection of it right now Yeah
0: show is not started People in the building are freaking out People on Twitter are freaking out Want to know what is going on it, Every so often they keep cutting to Yano and Milano and the commentary team um, Until finally It was like After 8 o'clock Like cut to in the arena The vice president comes in the ring Um you know, English is not that great. He's I like, heard he was crying. Yeah, pretty much. He was like apologizing to the fans and like sound like he was about to cry. Uh, luckily, um, our good friend Rocky Romero came in there, made the save for this man, got the mic, and hyped the crowd up, and gave away a bunch of free T shirts. Which um, our buddy Zach Porter, friend of the show, was there. He uh, caught one of the Fighting Spirit Unleashed shirts. Nice. Uh, I hope he gives it to me. <laughs> <laughs> No,
2: Zach, if you're listening, I am joking. Like, I feel like me saying that, he'll actually give it yeah, to me. Don't give me I'll that. I'll check the mail tomorrow. I don't, I don't want that shirt. That's Uh-oh. your shirt.
0: But, yeah, so, and then I see a thing on Twitter going around. People are talking about, oh, an ambulance is stuck in traffic, in New York traffic, and that's why the show has been delayed. And hmm. which we know, we were in New York WrestleMania weekend, and we know, um, you know, the, the Sports Athletic Commission they mandate that uh, wrestling show has to have uh, paramedics at the beginning of the show because remember we were at the WrestleCon Super Show and it was delayed because the ambulance was not there and not in the right position and that show was delayed. I believe it was delayed what like thirty minutes or something like that.
2: I I honestly don't remember to be to be completely yeah. honest. I don't but remember
0: it was, being so, something like that. So so we know that thing in New York's a, a true but, thing. But I do remember that. Yeah, and so you know everybody's talking about this ambulance story and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, And then it broke that apparently somebody canceled the ambulance that was supposed to come So I'm going to read, this was from the daily update on uh, figure4wrestlingobserver.com So the short story of the story as to why the New Japan show at the Hammerstein Ballroom started 90 minutes late The ambulance story is pretty much legit, but it's far more than that The company that usually provides ambulances for the building was called the morning of the show to say it was canceled those backstage found it at about 5.30 p.m. and end up getting an FDNY ambulance to the building in time for, sh- for the show to start. The Athletic Commission rep said if there was a shooting nearby, the ambulance would have to leave and wouldn't accept it or allow the show to go on. A second FDNY ambulance came out and was the same story. Two other ambulances ended up being brought in. So at one point, there was four ambulances there. At this point, the two FDNY ones left since the commission wouldn't accept them. Then somebody tried to tell one of the ambulances, a commission person, that two weren't needed and one on the other and one of the other ones could go. But those associated with the show asked, "What if somebody needed an ambulance and thus, with only one, there wouldn't be one there?" And the commission said they would have to stop the show at that point until the ambulance got back. So they kept two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so they also had four doctors, three more than necessary, on their own, including one that spoke Japanese. At the time the video played, the two ambulances were there, but the commission would not let the show start until they were in the back of the building and a stretcher was in the building as they were in front of the building when they, they wanted to start the show and were told they couldn't. NJPW was also told the barricade couldn't be used to throw wrestlers in, no fighting outside the ring, no tables, and no blading. For union reasons, the show was supposed to end at 11 p.m. and we're told even with, the rushing, with them wrestling the show, New Japan decided to run overtime, even with the added costs
2: They're in the Hammerstein, right? Yeah Yeah, that's a very expensive building to run um, <clears throat> So, and uh, where did this report come from?
0: So this came from f4wonline.com, uh, wrestlingobserver.com From their daily update from Saturday
2: From Saturday, okay Because I listened to the latest um, Observer And it, Dave had said different
0: things than this I, th- I think this came out after the observer After, okay, yeah Because
2: yeah, he'd mentioned that they were told that they could blade Even though nobody did blade And I was like, oh, that's interesting And then uh, he also said that they that he had heard other stories Right, yeah that, that, I heard that I heard That, that might two. not have like Yeah, that came out in the, in
0: the morning, Sunday morning And then uh, Sunday night, the Daily Update came out With this uh, updated information
2: Okay, interesting um, This sounds like a mess
0: Yeah, hot mess, dude Um Got a question here from Twitter follower At a man Two six seven six six four eight nine Do you believe the rumor that Maybe ROH was behind the ambulance Incident and maybe NJPW Is cutting ties with ROH <laughs> And then a question from a Friend of the show Dan Coffin Who canceled the ambulance <laughs> Oh man So Josh we have a bigger mystery Than the mole and chaos Who I- canceled the ambulance
2: I got an answer to the Mullen Chaos. You do? Yeah. I No, I got one. Like, it's not my theory. I, I asked directly. Um, Rocky Romero was doing a Q&A on Instagram, and I was like, whoever was that Mullen Chaos? And he was like, never was one. Jay White was just starting shit. <laughs> 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 Which right. I thought was mad funny. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, this whole thing is... Bro, this is freaking ridiculous Oh, man um, Yeah, I have heard those rumors um, And it seems to be a predominant one But is there any validity to it? I'm not saying I believe it, but have you
0: I, I have not seen any serious reports Stating that Ring of Honor Was the one behind this I do know that uh, I, saw,
2: I saw someone that was pretty reputable Say that they had heard That a certain personnel From Ring of Honor was the one who made it You're talking the
0: about the Velvet Sky thing? Yeah, they said it was a joke. He was being sarcastic.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't collect all this information. Right, it was
0: um, Casey from the uh, Squirt Circle Sirens, I believe, is that site? He that's
2: right. That is who I saw it from. And yeah. I was, and I was like, Squirt Circle Sirens, they're pretty legit. Like, yeah, because we, kn- um, we know them.
0: Murray dropped it in the group thread, and then I was like, Hmm.
2: I was like, but it d- it didn't sound like it was real, but it right. came from someone who I. Consider to be pretty reputable Because almost everything they report is legit Right, because
0: he said he was like The original tweet was like Velvet Sky wasn't on the ROH show today Because she was too busy calling an ambulance Or canceling uh, an ambulance or whatever That's pretty funny And then he followed up, he was like Oh my gosh, I was being sarcastic This is on Reddit now <laughs> And everybody was like, why did you tweet that? Like, we know we know you. everything you say is news. He's like, I was making a joke. Everything
2: I- he says is news, though. That, like, <laughs> I get that as a joke, but that is pretty – like, I saw it, and I kind of thought it might be news, but I also took it, like, with a grain of salt, and I was like, uh, uh, is there validity to this? And I just uh, put it in the back of my mind, forgot about it, and then brought it up on the show, live on the air. Great journalism.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean – I don't know. So there's also a tweet from a uh, Gabe Sapolsky. If you guys don't know, Gabe is the Booker of Evolve. He's also a part of the NXT uh, writing staff. Um, also was a part of Ring of Honor back in the day. And Gabe, pretty much to sum up his tweet, was saying, you know, this is some like indie carny stuff you would see back in the day with promoters stabbing each other in the back. That's like, true. This is ridiculous that this happened. Like, there's somebody. Like, this needs to be like taken care of. Like, there needs to be, needs to be an investigation.
2: Okay. Devil's advocate. It literally could have just been an oversight on New Japan's part literally it literally could have been no no outside party Necessarily had to be involved for this to um, occur and that is a reasonable Explanation for what could have happened here. We don't know that that's the case. I'm not saying that I'm just saying let's 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 not jump to conclusions, but It is telling to me if a guy that's as connected in this industry as Gabe Sapolsky Alludes to the idea that someone might have done this and You know who knows maybe he's just tweeting and he doesn't know anything or maybe he does right but um, I don't know That's that's an interesting idea and he's absolutely right that sort of stuff used to happen in this industry all the time so with the current like landscape of the wrestling business and The stuff that's been going on and and the changing of of the tides with all these different promotions I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't put it past another company Uh, especially one that's familiar with the rules and regulations in New York from doing this.
0: Right. And I think, you know, a lot of people are pointing the finger at Ring of Honor. First of all, New York or excuse me, New Japan is coming in their territory in three buildings that uh, Ring of Honor runs all the time without them. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, maybe there's some heat there. There haven't been, you know, uh, the World of the Rules tour with, with CMLL, not New Japan. So. People have been speculating. That there's heat there between Ring of Honor and New Japan.
2: They don't need to speculate. I saw Joe Coff. He did an interview this week. He said everything is fine, and I believe him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, the 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 ROH New Japan relationship is fine. fine. Uh, so yeah, I mean,
2: we don't know. I mean, at this point, no one really knows. But um, you know, ah man, I hate to. Okay, a couple of years back. A couple years back, when um, the Roman Reigns experiment was not like working in uh, WWE, it's still not working, and it's still, it's <laughs> still not working. Oh, there, there was a thread that began. Um, I think it might even still be tagged on our uh, on our Facebook page, and it gets updated all the time, just literally detailing every single false like. Mistake every bad move. Yep, yep, bad it's,
0: yep, it's there in the uh, wrestling squirt circle. I think it's
2: like our number one pinned thing that we have like on the <laughs> um, are We we might need to start doing that for this Western expansion because it's like move after move after move after move. There is something wrong, and it's like I wish we could go back to the early days when they did their first ever show in Long Beach and people were complaining. Like I wish we had that kind of. If that was the only kind of issues that we had were like those early issues that people had during that like telecast Yeah,
0: I, I wish Billy Gunn was our biggest problem right yeah, now Yeah, I wish Billy Gunn, <laughs> Billy Gunn was our only problem And
2: Jim Ross being a bad commentator for this product were the only two like big issues that we had I wish that was it But um, there are much deeper issues Yeah um, With this, you know, western expansion And, um, you know, even though, who knows Maybe something unfortunate happened to New Japan in this situation. Maybe something unfortunate was, maybe they made it an unfortunate oversight. But in either case, they can't afford to have this kind of oversight. And whether somebody perpetrated this against them or not, the truth of the matter is, Jeremy, the responsibility falls on New Japan, period. You cannot go into a foreign country and, well, I don't want to say foreign country, you can't go into any city and, Charge for a show like this and say we're gonna put it on the air and make it this big deal and then have a 90-minute delay Regardless of whether you're at fault. WWE would never have this happen to them Never in a million years would this ever happen to a major league company like WWE Um, The UFC this would never happen to the UFC. This would never happen to, to, to any major sporting company or concert venue because they would hire someone to do the research to figure out what they need in that city to make sure that they had the show go on without a hitch, and um, I understand that it, it could be like a cultural, you know, difference. They might not know necessarily, but like that's why you hire people. They have to hire people to make sure
0: that this sort of thing but, but doesn't I happen. Mean, it sounds like they they had what they they had everything set up though. I don't know. I mean, maybe
2: I mean who knows if this this report is hundred percent accurate or not. I mean, it sounds Sounds good and I'm not one of those people who's always like you gotta take Dave with the sand of, grain of salt Because <laughs> I know Dave obviously we know Dave is very very um, You know the reports that they, they put out there especially this kind are usually pretty spot-on. Yeah, but even still then why didn't the Do you think the sport Do you think the athletic commission was just like paid off or has like uh, their own vested interests with other companies and they don't want New Japan there because I mean, that was a problem when the UFC first tried to go to New York mm-hmm. and they were blocked. They were barred for a long time. So I wouldn't put it past. It's not like the New York State Athletic Commission has never had a story like that come up ab- right. against them. It has, even still, as New Japan, you can't have this sort of thing happening. You just especially after the visas. After after <laughs> yeah. everything that's happened yeah. this year, um, you know the low attendance for the show in the uh, Super,
0: super J Cup uh, production and you know being delayed so long,
2: losing the elite, <laughs> <laughs> just but literally just all all the issues that have gone on this year with with their Western expansion. This is just another tumultuous and negative thing that's happened, and it's unfortunate. And I. I would like to hope that New Japan, this wasn't um, their fault, maybe it was an outside group that did it to them, but even still, like you have to put yourself in a position where that can't happen to you. Yeah. You just have to, like you're you're a major company, you're the second largest wrestling company in the entire world, and it, it comes off as as like low rent, minor league shindy sort of bullshit. Yeah. It's bad.
0: Well, now that we've discussed the, the whole ambulance dilemma Now we could actually talk about the actual show Once the show started <coughs> Yeah, once it started, it ended up being a pretty good show
2: It was it was a great show
0: So we opened up with uh, TJP defeating Ren Narita via submission I thought this was a very good opener The crowd was super into Ren Narita Big Ren Narita chants uh, throughout the match um, Big heat for TJP We've talked in the past about is kind of the, the heat that TJP gets And just kind of coming off as a very unlikable guy And um, so the crowd was uh, You know totally against him And I thought TJP Gave Ren Narita a lot in this Match and I thought it was pretty Big that Ren Narita he kicked out Of the detonation kick which is one Of TJP's finisher and he Escaped the knee bar um, uh, TJP had to bust out the regal Stretch in order to submit Narita
2: I liked Ren Narita coming out with the L.A. Dojo colors. Oh yes,
0: that's right. The uh, he had the LA, L.A. Dojo Tron and the L.A. Dojo music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, yeah, forget, forget the New Japan Dojo Shibataism.
2: Well, this man, yeah, this man's a Shibata's uh, disciple now, which is great. Um, yeah, this match was really fun. Um, did you think that the crowd reactions? Because. This crowd was really behind <laughs> Narita
0: Yeah. Huge Renarita chance.
2: Huge, yeah. Um, but with TJP, like, did you feel like it was the crowd playing into cause he was healing it up in this match. Yeah. Did you feel like that, that was them playing into it? Or do you think it was genuine actual like dislike for TJP? Because at some points it seemed like a mixture of the two.
0: Yeah, I think I think it is a mix of the two. And I feel like most of the indie bookings that I've seen. I feel like he is working heel um, I haven't really seen much of his Impact stuff like on impact it kind of looks Like he's a tweener maybe I'm not 100% Sure TJP is an impact yeah
2: you know, I did not know
0: that. <laughs> Yeah he's been doing a lot of impact shots he's been on Their TV tapings their pay-per-views
2: I didn't know that yeah That's, but, it. that's interesting but
0: I don't think he's Like a exclusive contract with Them though
2: yeah 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 no that's interesting I didn't know that
0: yeah so Yeah I feel like and then when he left WWE he was a heel also so
2: yeah, well, you know, his Evolve run as a heel was incredible before yeah. he got signed. So that it, I'm not too surprised by that. But, um, you know, it's just hard for me to get a take on whether this is genuine distaste for him or if it's just the crowd, like, you know, playing the part and, you know, he's the heel. And it kind of, at some points, seemed like half and half. Like, it seemed like certain points the crowd really disliked him. And other times they were just kind of like... You know, giving him the obligatory boo because that's what he was, you know, working for. Right. But um, ultimately, I thought this was a really fun match. The first match of Ren Narita's foreign excursion here in the US. Yeah,
0: that's right. And we were going to talk about in the news that came out after we recorded last week that uh, Ren Narita and Shota Umino are now on excursion. Narita, you know, there was a backstage promo where he approached uh, Shibata and asked to be trained by him. And Shibata said he's going to build him from the ground up, show him his pro wrestling. So uh, Narita is now part of the L.A. Dojo And will be um, wrestling in the U.S. for the time being And uh, Shota Umino will be going over to the U.K.
2: Yep Last couple thoughts You know, one thing I just really enjoyed watching How over Narita was with this crowd And every time he had a hope spot They they were buying into dude, it Dude, they, I They were buying into it like he was going to upset TJP
0: Dude, the two false finishes got me With the detonation kick So I'm like, oh, that's his like you know, his secondary finisher. He's going to put him away with that, and he kicked out. I was like, "What?" Mm. And then he escaped out of the knee bar. I was like, "What is going on right now?" Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So great stuff between these two guys. I want more TJP in New Japan. Yeah, me too. I where, know. Were, where were you on this one? Uh, like three and a quarter. Good match. Good yeah. opener. I know a lot of people. There's kind of mixed reactions on wanting more TJP. I want more in TJP. I hope he's in the Super Junior Tag Tournament. I hope he's in Best of Super Juniors next year. I hope he becomes a regular uh, member of the roster.
2: DJP, we want you and we like you. You ever seen that?
0: uh, Wasn't that that from a promo? No, Uh, it's from something else.
2: (laughs) uh, I'll have to show you out there. I can't talk about
0: it. Uh, so, So moving on. So we had Lance Archer taking on Carl Fredericks. Lance Archer got a huge ovation The crowd singing along with the Everybody dies uh, theme song This guy Archer The G1 has turned him into a superstar He's starting to get some more indie bookings Here in the states I saw he's going to be at uh, Beyond Wrestling part of the Uncharted Territory show that has been getting a lot of buzz lately Name a better big man uh,
2: Exactly Yeah <laughs> I mean
0: Archer's killing it right now I, Bro yeah.
2: Archer is the freaking Man
0: bro Yep. So uh, he defeated. I want to see Archer and Bulldog run it. And uh, the E boy. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting.
2: (laughs) Bloodsport, Ebor City,
0: (laughs) Uh, April. Run it. Yes. Uh, Bulldog will fuck him up. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The problem is they don't have any ropes at Bloodsport. Yeah.
0: Man can't do rope walk. Can't flip dive. (laughs) Uh, but he can do that claw though. That's true. Uh, but. Yeah, Archer defeated Carl Fredericks here in a pretty good match This man Archer did the rope walk and did a moonsault Almost killed himself, landing on his pretty much almost landed on his head Trying to moonsault off the rope walk onto our Carl Fredericks
2: Onto our Carl Fredericks?
0: <laughs> I said onto, onto Carl oh, Fredericks I thought you
2: called him R I was like, dang, we are taking ownership of Carl <laughs> Fredericks at this
0: point uh, No, nah, he's not in the, the, the Kiss Dojo just yet He's still in the uh, LA Dojo but yeah, and uh, Archer doing a lot of his other big center moves, the uh, the derailer, that pounce move, and it's looking really good. Frederick did have some kind of uh, some time to shine and kind of come back, but essentially this was all pretty much Archer.
2: As it should be, you know, this was this was a good uh, experience for Carl Fredericks to work with a bigger guy like that, kind of get some uh, some reps in, but um, ultimately Archer ate him alive.
0: Yeah, hit some of a uh, big choke slam, uh, Lifted him up after two, and locked on the EBD claw.
2: In all fairness, though, both guys were hitting really hard in this match. It wasn't like a, a blowaway match, but uh, the strike exchanges were really good.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Archer hits that uh, that EBD claw and got the pin off, off of that, and good matchup there. Then we have uh, Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson. They uh, defeated uh, Alex Coglin and Clark Connors.
2: I saw you come around a little bit on Mikey Nichols.
0: Yes, dude. He finally hit. A good, <laughs> awesome. like, it, it, it a good blue thunder bomb. It was actually uh, pretty awesome. I It
2: was a good blue thunderbomb. It was the only thing was it was really tight and compact. It what it didn't get that rotation and air that I'm used to seeing like a, like a Sami Zayn like or the John
0: Juris. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> <laughs> or like a Junakiyama But uh, even with that being said, it was it was you're right, it it was pretty impactful and it was it was nice to actually see someone, you know, get hit with that move correctly. For Mikey Nichols Yeah
0: If he keeps doing it like that Then I'll have no complaints And my god
2: (laughs) Keeping it strong style As Nichols
0: Maybe he can win a uh, Wrestler of the month At one point
2: He's never even Been considered Yeah No
0: (laughs) Well World Tag League Maybe Maybe that'll be his month
2: Mikey Nichols Is gonna be in contention For a newcomer of the year
0: Yeah he'll be What do you think his chances are Not good (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, I mean, this was a pretty good matchup here. Uh, Young Lions, I mean, the LA Dojo Young Lions, we keep, you know, harping on the point how good those guys look. Um, both Connors and Coughlin looked really good here in this match.
2: This was fun, um, you know, short eight minute match, and uh, everybody hit their stuff. It looked good. Crowd was super over for Juice, um, super hot for Juice, you know, um, the New York crowd. But um, ultimately, Nichols and Juice pick up the win.
0: Yep. So then that brings us to the next match Where we had the Bullet Club Consisting of Well, it's actually the uh, Gorillas of Destiny And Giotto teaming up And they defeated Rapungi 3 k Rocky Romero, Show, and Yo Were you surprised by this? Uh, not really Considering that G.O.D. Won the tag title match the night before And it kind of seems like that was the blow off And so they're just kind of driving it home That um Bull club was to win this feud I agree except at the same time Jada was there that's true
2: And so that's why I was a little surprised by it I was Like yeah. oh you know a uh, chance for these Guys to get their heat back a little bit you Know but no not so
0: Yeah and this was another uh, Good back and forth match here We had some uh, bull club shenanigans With uh, Jada using the kendo Stick and um, You know some normal kind of cheating stuff we saw The uh, the titty twister from Tamatonga at one point of the match and those guys just kind of healing it up and cheating uh, But essentially it kind of came down To the end where they hit that uh, Super like gun stun where Like Tangaloa had a uh, I think it was was it EO That he had up in the power bomb and like threw him And then uh, Tango caught him with the uh, Gun stun to get the win there
2: Yeah and it makes sense because Actually I think
0: it was uh, on Romero actually
2: mm, Gotcha
0: But yeah but it was a, a great looking uh, gun stun And uh, Bullet Club gets the win here
2: Yeah I mean um god continues to truck along and uh, you know what I would call like an a career year for that tag team I don't think they've ever Had this much success in any other calendar year as many good, you know showings and uh, right and I think popularity is at a top level Yeah, I would
0: say yeah, they're as over as I can ever remember them being you know normally, you know when the bull club a lot of the popularity came from the elite guys, but uh god Tamatonga, tangaloa those guys, um Pretty much every, we mentioned it now, every like US show they're on, they get huge pops The crowd singing along with Ain't Nobody realer Than Gorillas and Too Sweetin and So yeah, these guys are having A fantastic year
2: uh, Yep, absolutely, and we move on To the match of the night <laughs> <laughs> As The Rock And Roll Express They teamed up with the ace of the universe, Hiroshi Tanahashi Taking on the team of LIJ, Bushi Shingo E Naito
0: Yeah this was a very fun match I mean only in 2019 I really enjoyed this match Only in 2019 can you have the Rock and Roll Express Teaming with Tanahashi To take on Bushi, Shingo Takagi And Tetsuya Naito
2: Not only that, only in 2019 can you have Shingo Takagi Putting the heat on (laughs) Ricky freaking Morton You have Ricky Morton in a New Japan ring in New York playing Ricky Morton. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs)
2: Playing the face in peril, literally the role that he made famous. And, uh, you know, you've got this freaking bruiser and Shingo in there with him. And it's just like, what am I watching? Like, this is one of those matches that, like, you know, uh, there, there was one afternoon we were here and we just were playing matches that you never knew actually happened. Like, bizarre matches, like. Bob Backlund versus Hayabusa stuff like that. You're like (laughs) what that that happened, you know uh, Kamala versus Daniel Bryan and you're like what yeah, this is that's what this is It's like why are the Rock and Roll Express taking on freaking L.I.J. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
0: Yeah, we had some great uh, trio spots. We had a a triple drop kick from the Rock and Roll and Tanahashi Um, Huge suicide dive from Ricky towards the end there, bro
2: (laughs) 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 bro Nakanisha needs to take a lesson
0: <laughs> Yes Yeah, Rock and Roll Express, man For their age, man They were they looked pretty good in this match
2: Yeah, absolutely I mean, yeah I mean, they can Kind of still go I mean, they can do A really basic Fun, basic match Um, And for their age They can definitely go And they'll throw in like You know, they'll throw in a destroyer Here or there And you're like, what the heck
0: Yeah You know, it's great so yeah, ended up being a great match uh, Tanahashi hits the high fly flow on Bushi To get the big one, two, three uh, Rock and roll and Tanahashi get the win Also, uh, Tiger Hattori was refereeing this match This was uh, going to be his last time refereeing in New York This was kind of his uh, U.S. retirement tour
2: And it's his hometown
0: Yeah, that's right, he lives in New York And um, so they had like a big like ceremony for him after the match And They had some flowers there for him, and Tanahashi was crying, a really uh, emotional moment there, big uh, chance from the crowd for Tiger Hatori. Absolutely. One thing,
2: too, um, they've been putting over Tanahashi a lot on this tour. Do you think it's because he just suffered that big loss to um, Zach, and they're trying to heat him up for any reason? Because the one thing that's got me kind of puzzled about them giving him so many wins is, like, at King of Pro Wrestling, he's in a multi-man on the second match of the card, so what is it that they are You know rebuilding him for
0: Maybe that mini tournament man
2: Yeah, That's far away that's January
0: Yeah who knows maybe you know we got uh, Power struggle in November that's You true. gotta have some big matches for that Yeah I think, maybe, that's,
2: I think that's something to keep your eyes on
0: Maybe they follow up with the uh, Tanahashi Kenta story With Tanahashi not wanting to shake Kenta's hand And maybe you do Tanahashi and Kenta for the never title
2: You think they're getting him ready For Jericho
0: That is a possibility as well
2: Something I've been thinking about. Something yeah. I've been thinking about.
0: So yeah, we'll keep your keep your eyes peeled on that. If uh, if it ends up being Tanahashi and Jericho, you heard it here first.
2: But this was fun, and um, you know the one thing I want to say before we move on is uh, Rock and Roll Express, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Let's belt these boys up. Yeah,
0: strap them up for the never six man titles.
2: Now, yeah, I mean if you want to have like one of the greatest tag teams of all time in your lineage, let's do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Run it. But uh, after that, we had uh, Amazing Red and Tomohiro Ishii teaming up with Hiroki Goto. They defeated the Bullet Club team of Gato, Chase Owens, and Switchblade Jay White. Uh, Thought this was another fun matchup here. Once again, so great seeing Amazing Red in New Japan and just in action again. He looked great. Hitting a lot of his his high spots and a lot of the uh, those wheel kicks that he's famous for. Sounds
2: like he's working other dates outside of New Japan as well. So he's back in the industry, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, it's funny. He's uh, back. It, it seems like it. It's uh, Brian Alvarez was talking about it. Like Red's like one of these guys. Like he keeps trying to get out, and then somebody's like, "Come on, you want to do this match?" And he's like, "Fine." And he just gets sucked. Keeps getting sucked back in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's getting sucked back in, and he's um, having some good showings here.
2: I always love when that happens.
0: Uh. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> why, yeah. why do you set
2: me up with those? Uh,
0: I, I wasn't trying to set you up with with those. Uh, we did have a question about Amazing Red from a Friend of the Show, Dan Coffin. He says, What do you make of Amazing Red being added to the roster page on the NJPW website?
2: Well, I'll say this there's a lot of guys that are. Semi-regular performers who are who maybe I would say you and I don't necessarily consider roster members quote-unquote um, Who've been on the roster page before uh, Chris Sabin, for instance comes to mind someone of that uh, nature
0: ACH, ACH. when he was there. Yeah,
2: yeah guys like that. So it could Just be that like it, it might not mean anything in particular like I, I wouldn't put too much stock into it, but there have been lots of times where guys come for one-off shots And they don't get added to that roster page And usually when guys are not with the company anymore They do get removed from the roster page So it's not I wouldn't say um, Take that as him being officially You know, he's a contracted member Or anything like that But it's a its a good sign And it's a good step in the right direction If he is going to continue to work
0: dates Right, for I mean we got Super Junior Tag League That's coming up we need some fresh blood in there who knows maybe they team up red with somebody and he's in that tournament
2: Yeah, you never know man. I mean he has really looked phenomenal since he uh, made his return at the j cup and he, He's looked really good in these matches and I think he's been the standout guy as well especially in this tag match He really like shined a lot. It wasn't like a blow-away match or anything, but I mean He's in there with some really good workers chase owens jay white goto Ishii, and I mean yeah. Amazing. I mean Red it, looked, it, it he, almost he looked like he belonged.
0: Yeah, it almost felt like a Will Osprey match when he tags in, like the pace just goes up and it's like yep. it just goes like balls to the wall and just goes crazy. And that's exactly what happened here. Like Red came in, tagged in, just was flying all over the place and looked great. Agreed. Um and then it came down to the finish where uh, Goto hit a Ushigoroshi on Jay White, then one on Gato, and then he hit the GTR on Gato to get the win here for his team. Mm. So then we move on to the semi-main event, the NEVER title match, as the champion Kenta defended against Chaos's Yoshihashi
2: at 24 minutes and 45 seconds. Boy, boy, oh boy, boy. <laughs> to quote, to quote Richard Latta, "Boy, boy. oh boy,
0: dude, this had to be. This has to be." The worst never open weight title match I have seen since watching New Japan full time. This is <laughs> the, the worst, worst title match I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs>
2: Remember when we were in New York and that guy was wearing a uh, SCU shirt? We were at the Bean, and I walked up like behind him. I was like, "This is." The worst down yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he turned around He was like so confused About what was happening Yeah
0: it's Like dude you wear an SCU shirt <laughs> no,
2: He got it yeah. He joined in uh, eventually Yeah but at first He was kind of like Yeah he <laughs> was confused It's like at any time I wear a bull Club shirt And someone tries to sweep me And I'm like one sweep <laughs>
0: <laughs> No you gotta do the the under Oh I do the under yeah Yeah
2: I always do the under
0: Yeah none, none, of, the, none of this You know regular You know elite crap You gotta, you gotta swing it underneath I always swing underneath Oh boy uh, So So <laughs> Back to this never title (laughs) match (laughs) So Like I was saying this is one of the worst never title matches i've seen since i've been watching full time
2: (sighs) I gotta tell you jeremy i didn't hate it as much as you did I didn't love it but like i know like I thought it was fine like and i agree with you i do think it was In my opinion it might have been one of the worst never titled defenses that i can think of although There's probably some uh Um some Tai Chi defenders out there Or haters who might dis, who might, You know This is definitely the worst never title match Since like one of those like um, Tai Chi defenses Yeah
0: It's like dude This match literally felt like it went on Forever Dude This thing drug on uh, You had Yoshi Hashi coming out Booze from the time his music hits
2: Yeah and you know what's funny I heard dis- different um, takes on this Some people thought he was getting cheered It sounded to me like he was getting booed the whole time He was getting
0: majority booed There was one point later on in the match Where he was kind of getting some mixed chants But overall he was getting booed The crowd was cheering Kenta at first But then Kenta started slowing things down Grabbing holds Getting heat Let's
2: be very clear here As, as, uh, As much as we don't necessarily love Yoshihashi The person who dragged this match To that screeching halt was Kenta He is to blame yeah. For the pace of this match,
0: yeah, he, he's you know grabbing holes, trying to get heat, trying to get sympathy on Yoshihashi, trying to get the crowd to uh, rally behind him. Uh, but then you know, of course, with you know Kenta and God, it's the new little trio there. We had their inter- interference. God comes out to um, kind of save Kenta. Uh, tiger Tori comes back out I was
2: going to say the Tiger moment was like the moment of the, of the match Yeah
0: that was cool he literally grabbed Like Loa and Ta- Tama By their like their, by the neck and like dragged Them out of the ring bro
2: when he did that I was Like oh my god Like you're about to get killed Like you're messing with Tongan's dog Like come <laughs> on But yeah no they they uh, he got them out of there and then After that like they kind of went to the Closing stretch with Kenta and Yoshihashi
0: yeah, and so yeah, Yoshihashi had a little bit of a shine there, but then eventually he got a uh, cut off Kenta, uh, countered the karma, hit the Psycho knee, and then hit the go to sleep and got the win
2: You know, um, I don't know, I-, I thought this match was fine, I didn't love it, I didn't hate it I thought it was probably, I know I was, uh, I'm probably higher than you, I thought it was like I don't know, three stars gentlemen's three it's fine
0: Ah oh, no bro it was not no Gentlemen's <laughs> three bro Hear me out I, I go like two Max bro <laughs> maybe two and a half
2: Um, You know but at the same time Okay let me Be fair here this wasn't a match that I Was very attentively watching Like I was not on the edge of my seat Like really really Like taking it in like you know Battle of the Titans Kenta Yoshi Hashi the world wants to know. Like it wasn't <laughs> like that for me. Like yeah. this was like a. I'm folding my laundry and it's on in the background, but it, I would still call it like a three star match. But here's the thing: we're talking about a 25 minute three star match. As we have talked about before on this show, an eight minute three star match is a lot different from a 25 minute yeah three. And to me, that's what this was. I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. The crowd was really agitated. Yeah. What do you? I mean, okay. What are your thoughts, you know, because there are going to be those people who say in, in this instance, Kenta did his job well.
0: But I've seen plenty of other heels get heat in the match, not be as dull as this.
2: That's what I'm wondering. Like, what what is your take on it? Do you think that do you do you believe in that philosophy that if you because they started to chant like chant for Kenta. And then throughout the match, even after he like tried to slow it down, the crowd was not playing the the. Heel face dynamic They well, were gonna It was a New York crowd They're gonna put over Who they want to put over and Right
0: Well the problem is You have It's Yoshihashi Like did anybody In their right mind Actually believe no. That Yoshihashi Would beat Kenta And win the never title
2: Ooh that is one thing he gave a lot to Kent or he they gave a lot to Yoshihashi yeah. in this match towards the end. The closing stretch was pretty good, actually.
0: Yeah. That that and was it, and it always is. Yeah.
2: Um, and that's kind of why I was a little higher on it, I think, than you. Like I thought the closing stretch was fine. And Yoshihashi got a lot of in, uh offense in at the end, but nobody in their right mind. No I mean, nobody. <laughs> like
0: It's like maybe if they had a more like serious contender, uh, this match would have been better and the crowd would have gotten behind whoever else. But Yoshihashi
2: Bro, it's weird. It's, it's like, you know, uh, the one time that Kenny defended the U.S. title here, we got him and Yoshihashi. Now, the one time Ken to defends the Never Belt in America, we get Yoshihashi. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They're not giving us, you know, this this wasn't uh, <laughs> what was the, what was the, uh, Royal Quest? Yeah. This wasn't a Royal Quest.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, and we got some questions here. A question from a Twitter follower, at BraveDirtyHawk. He says, well, why does everyone hate Yoshihashi, lol The man got a title shot Of course he's going to give it his all
2: Why do you think that those fans booed Yoshihashi In particular, in that New York crowd specifically?
0: Well, I think a lot of those New, those New York that, The people in that New York crowd were fans of New Japan And they know about Yoshihashi I mean, he's a guy that's pushed He's like the very bottom of the mid card doesn't have great facials. He comes off very bland. Do you he, think
2: do you think it was like a cuz this seemed like a, one of the most americanized new japan yeah, crowds definitely. I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was wondering if this even was like diehards or like casual new japan fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who just like don't like Yoshihashi based on the uh, reputation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or was it that they were experienced experiencing him live? And responding to how he was on that Night and it was just like a group think Mentality I don't know I don't have a clear answer I was just those were all thoughts I had As this was going on I was like did these people Come in premeditatedly hating Yoshihashi yeah. or were they experiencing You know The mediocrity that is Yoshihashi I mean, and does, responding to this, it Does
0: anybody go into a show Expecting to cheer for Yoshihashi Yeah we, we have
2: fans of this podcast That write in and tell us how much they like Yoshihashi There are people who love him
0: there's very few there, there's there's a there's there's a vocal <laughs> there's a vocal minority.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I I don't I don't have the uh, you know, the the, the what's it called like the Google trends to tell you, <laughs> you know, how Yoshihashi is trending, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure true.
0: in Japan, I mean, he, he doesn't get booed in Japan. I'm sure the it's a gimmick that doesn't translate well to the US. That's one thing yeah. for sure.
2: That's one and thing plus for sure. And he's
0: always kind of been in a, a bottom position. Like he's pretty much the fall guy of chaos. Like, I think that what Sometimes they're going
2: for and this is just my like take on it is they're going for like this plucky underdog right beloved underdog sort of character But it's not It has not not translated over here.
0: Yeah, it it might work in Japan, but it's it's not getting over in states I don't
2: know how much it it works in Japan. Oh, remember that one girl who cried over yoshihashi. Oh, yeah (laughs) That was unbelievable. Yeah, but um, yeah, this was you know this was um I wasn't again I wasn't as low on this as everyone else was like this seemed to be quite the controversial match for many many people yeah, like and I just thought it was fine I, I will say this not this match wasn't doing any favors for your western expansion if I'll tell you that much yeah
0: this yeah to me yeah this was just straight trash man
2: yeah so it's fine
0: uh, next question from reddit user life is a dragon Yoshihashi's never getting a tile shot again right? People have been saying they feel sorry for him Based on how he was treated by the New York crowd But I feel sorry for Kenta For having to sell for this geek <laughs> Does help me G.O.D. I can't beat Yoshihashi uh, on, on my, my own. own Scream legit badass to you chaps
2: No it doesn't But again he's a heel Right And so that's what heels do So uh, but not always. I mean, New Japan is one of the few companies that are good at booking competent heels who can win. Right. Um AEW is starting to do a pretty good job of that of that as well, even though they're still in their infancy as a company. Um we never hardly see it in WWE unless someone's named Brock you know, Brock Lesnar or you know, Walter if you're watching UK product. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, it is kind of surprising that is kind of becoming like this slimy
0: heel Well, I mean, it's, the, it's Bullet Club, it's man Bull- It's Bullet Club I mean That's what Bullet Club is Right, I mean, people complain about it all the time But since Bullet Club's been in New Japan, it's always been about the cheating You watch the AJ matches, the Devitt matches, G.O.D. matches, the Kenny matches Before he kind of became the best bout machine like, there was a lot of cheating interference. And I mean, it's it's supposed to be like the NWO. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be this heel gaijin faction. Yeah. And Kenta's a part of that now. So, obviously, to continue to get heat and stuff, they're going to have the GOD interference. You're going to have the low blows, the eye pokes, the cheating.
2: I, I agree with him, though. You know, it, it does make, you know, it, it is kind of like they gave a lot to Yoshihashi. It doesn't do any favors for Kenta necessarily. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know what people are gonna remember? Who who got the W? Yeah, Kenta got the W. Yoshihashi took the L again, and we move on. This is something that people won't talk about. You, like after we done this review, I guarantee we'll never discuss this match.
0: You damn and right we'll never <laughs> really discuss we'll this never match. Talk <laughs> this,
2: we'll never talk about this match again. It's just gonna be a cliff note on the history yeah.
0: of of this show. So it will fade away and classify itself as obsolete.
2: Obsolete. <laughs>
0: Oh man, I miss broken Matt. I didn't have a good joke. I was <laughs> I, I, no, no uh uh sexual jokes on that one.
2: I, I couldn't think of I th- knew that there was something there. There was something there, but I couldn't like think of one.
0: So uh moving on to the main event, we have evil and sonata taking on the golden aces or the golden rainmakers, Kota Abushi and Kezuchika Okada.
2: This was, in my opinion, the match of the night
0: Yeah, this as far as match quality Yeah, this was the match of the night Very good main event Obviously we're building things up for King of Pro Wrestling With the Okada Sonata title match And the Evil Ibushi contract match And based off the interactions from both these guys I'm kind of getting excited for both of these singles matches Even though the results are kind of You know, it's pretty set in stone what's going to happen in those matches I still am um, excited to see the actual match though Am I
2: Am I a curmudgeon if I tell you I'm not really excited about those matches Like I, I gotta tell you I am very excited for King of Pro Wrestling Very excited there's a lot of matches I do want to see mm-hmm. Card looks great These two matches are not They're not part of the like lineup I, I mean they're acceptable And They'll probably be great, but I'm not I'm not anticipating either of them.
0: Out of both of them, I'm more excited for Evil and Kota Ibushi. Oh, not just, me. Just based off the interactions they had in this match, they were hitting each other so hard, and there were some great um, exchanges they had in this match. I'm like, these guys can have a, a banger.
2: Okada not always have bangers, though, so yeah. like they, I know they're going to deliver. I didn't love the Evil-Ibushi match as much as everyone else uh, in the G1. You know what? I'm going to try to have a more positive outlook and go in with a more positive... Uh, you know, uh, frame of mind when I watch these so that I can uh, enjoy them. But I'm not sitting here like anticipating this, like not the way I am. You know, I'm not I don't feel about them the way I feel about the Fiend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can't wait. Fiend's gonna win the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Actually, yeah. like I, I don't, I don't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that they're doing subliminal messages with him on NFL?
0: Yeah. That's what I heard, that's yeah a, That's hilarious Yeah, it's crazy But anyways,
2: I, I, I do think these matches will be good, though they, They're they they're gonna deliver They're gonna deliver for sure And I thought that this match delivered I thought um, this tag match was really good I thought it was uh, Overall, I would say this show was about, like, Road 2 level
0: It pretty much was I mean, pretty much All three of these shows are pretty much, like, Road 2, um, King of Pro Wrestling, essentially
2: Yeah, essentially, yeah And I mean, uh, it was fine Except for, like, an Americanized version
0: Right yeah, and, uh, Ibushi was a bumping like a madman in this match. F- several flat neck bumps. Um, he was just bumping all over the place. Um, and, you know, came out to the ending stretch where uh, Evil counters the Kamagoya, hits a rolling elbow. Ibushi bumps off his neck off of that. Uh, then he hits a lariat that turns Abushi inside out, bumps off his neck off of that. And then he hits the everything is evil. And bumped off the neck off of the Everything is Evil Was probably one of the best Everything is Evil I've seen Just the way Bushi sold it And one, two, three Evil pins Bushi Heading into the contract match
2: Awesome, and with that being said I do want to say this, even though I Personally am not Personally invested or Anticipating these matches, that's not to say That they haven't done a fantastic job Building up these matches, they absolutely have And so if you're looking forward to them you have every right to be because they've done a really good job building to uh, King of Pro Wrestling with both of these matches and the backstories on them. And um, I anticipate those being really good.
0: Yeah. yeah. we had a post-match promo from Evil New saying, York. this is evil. New York is evil. Everything is evil. And so, yeah. And that wrapped up Fighting Spirit Unleashed in New York.
2: Every time I hear that, I think of uh, Sammy Callahan who... Fuck him, Sammy Callahan. But, uh, <laughs> Stole, he stole my pancakes, money in New York, sir. But uh, that one promo where he was like, "No, everything is not evil." Oh yeah, and the that tag is li- not true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time uh, I hear evil say it, I just think of Santa <laughs> Callihan being like, "That's uh, bullshit." <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's uh, mad funny. Uh, Death Juice, yeah. Death Juice, what a tag team! My God. Yeah. Uh, I had some questions here from uh, Reddit user Zach Saber Time. Now that we've seen Amazing Red and TJP back after the Super J Cup, you think they could be in the junior tag league? I'm all for both of them to be a part of the roster. Also, personal opinion Fighting Spirit Unleashed in New York was awesome. All the matches I would say, except the open weight title match, were awesome.
2: Well, Zach um, I agree with you. I would like to see Amazing Red and TJP back in the company. I think they have definitely a role in the next few months for the junior tag league, at the very least. And um, I would like to see both of them be on the roster There's spots open for them There's definitely, you know, uh, a position for them to play And um, everything else that you said here, I agree with Great show Um, Not so great open weight title match, and yeah
0: Yeah, I think it would be great to get some fresh blood In the junior division with adding in Amazing Red and TJP And, you know, if there's nobody else Why not team those two guys up together Get them in that junior tag league um, and freshening some things up there in that tournament as well. So, yeah, I'm all on the all board for more red and more TJP in New Japan. Agreed. So, next question from Rambo and Slam Pig: Is there any logic to filming but not streaming two of the three Fighting Spirit Only shows while not having English commentary for the one show that did stream live? The action on the NYC show was great Minus Yoshihashi But it seems to me like all these nagging production issues Just continue to hamper the western expansion I don't blame New Japan for the delay On the NYC show starting But I don't think that helped either
2: Well William You have hit it right on the head Um, You know you've hit the nail on the head man I mean it doesn't make sense You do three shows here um, there was nothing that really stood out to me about the New York show as opposed to the other shows aside from maybe the Kenta match mm-hmm. that really made it seem like it was so much more deserving to be, you know, aired than the other ones. And it's kind of like, well, if you've got a production crew out there. And you're airing in Japan. Jeopard- like, why didn't they film the other ones? Right, that- well.
0: It doesn't make sense. Well, they did film it because so during the 90 90- right. Well yeah. they did, yeah. yeah. During the 90 minute delay, they were actually playing some of the Boston show for the New York crowd while they were trying to get everything settled.
2: You're right. That I forgot about that. That's true. They did um tape the other shows, so why didn't they air them? And again, if you're coming to America not that okay. I'm not one of these people who's like they always have to have American uh, English commentary because we we come from an era where there was time. This is a Japanese company. They didn't always have.
0: Um, right. We've watched plenty of shows in Japanese commentary.
2: It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. But they've made so many strides over the past years to like we went from a time where it was like only the big shows even had English commentary. Now it seems like almost every tour, every single show has it. So. Why are you not doing it for the show that's actually in America, where you actually could feasibly afford to have your English commentators be there? And I'm sure, like, if Kevin, like, wh- where was Kevin Kelly? Was he there or no? Like,
0: no, he wasn't. I don't think okay. he was there.
2: So even if Kevin Kelly wasn't there, like, why not like call Mavs Gillis? Why not call up like you know get, some,
0: get Chris Charlton over there? Somebody, yeah.
2: I don't understand. It it just is so. It just.
0: Eels. Called Josh Barnett.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. If it, yeah, it does feel very, very disorganized. Like the, it doesn't make logical sense at all. And then, um, all these, yeah. And then, what did you think of the production itself for the show? Because I didn't think it was top tier.
0: Yeah, it wasn't top tier. They're doing this weird thing where they, they out the lights like after every match before the entrances. Each entrance, it was kind of weird, and uh, and it's know.
2: it's weird because. Um, they had such fantastic production for all those Long Beach shows f- for the first few. I understand the access to television, and um, from what I understand, and maybe I'm wrong on this, didn't they also borrow, like, Ring of Honor's uh, production crew at a certain point as well?
0: Yeah, I think for some shows they had uh, ROH's crew.
2: So, So that might be part of it, but at the same time, I mean, bro, the production value on those shows blows this away, and that was, like, two or three years ago, so it's kind of like, wow, like... 2019 and again, I I know I've said this earlier in the show, but you're the second largest wrestling company in the world Um, I would rather them just not air it if it's not gonna look good and and it's and it's gonna have all these like issues Mm -hmm. if it's going to be the equivalent to an Indie show which with the delay (laughs) With the delay yeah with the card and with you know the production value this is basically an indie show and new japan can't afford to be the company that comes overseas and does indie shows locally like they need to be the company that comes over and does big international shows you know right um even wwe when they go overseas yeah they 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 have a house show set up Mm -hmm. and it's not the same as their big but even when they tape those it doesn't look like this right so i just don't understand what the i don't understand why they can't
0: Hire somebody to do it right. at, at, a, sh- at a top level. I'm sure there's a production company. I mean, especially in, in New York. In New York, there's a in production America? company that you can hire. Um, you know, a lot of people want the ROH relationship to end, but if they were working with ROH, I'm sure they could have had a ROH uh, TV crew come out there and get that thing filmed up looking looking nice. Here's
2: another thing, Jeremy. You do it one time, and it's bad. Okay, it's a learning experience. But if I'm like Harold Mai or any of these other big wigs and I see it and, it and people talk about it and it's out there and it's a talking point online, it never happens again, period. Right. If I'm in charge of this company, that never happens again. But instead, it has persisted all year, all year long. They've had bad looking shows like this in America, um, aside from the one access TV show that they did. Everything else looked like crap Yeah, That's terrible That's bad
0: It's not, not a good look at all and It definitely hurts the western expansion um, and It's one thing after another um, Yes It's it's not a good look And yeah this ambulance thing was the last thing That needed to happen to them In this whole 90 minute delay And I mean you know There's a
2: lot of things that they already have going against them You know what I mean Like in today's modern If you want to expand in the west right the modern average wrestling fan, what is the... Do you know what I think is the biggest determinant about whether or not they're going to watch your show?
0: Mm.
2: Ease of access. Oh, yeah. That is the number one thing. Can they just go and put it on? So the fact that most of these shows aren't even on television, but that they're on an app, and not just an app, but a foreign app, which, you know, we can attest is is way more user-friendly to foreigners than it, like now than it was two or three years ago. Right, yeah, definitely. But even still, it's not the easiest thing to use. And actually... Uh, I tried using it on a um Roku recently because they they recently the roku app is crap oh it's so bad it's nothing like the experience using it on Roku is nothing like using it um just streaming or casting it so i mean you've already got that going against you is that a the the consumer has to know about you b they can't just put you on, on t v they gotta actually go like Sign up for for you on a on a streaming app.
0: Give that 999 yen Yeah,
2: get that 999 yen and then like find a way to get it onto their TV Like it's not the easiest thing to do in the world and then when they finally do it, it looks like this and And not only that if you're like a regular watcher and you're watching the production values of all their other shows throughout the year mm-mm. Bro <laughs> Bro, yeah even like even the single cam shows or the the uh the limited production shows they do in Japan
0: are better yeah they're
2: way better than
0: this and you know you mentioned the the ease of access and you know now the wrestling climb in 2019 you got NXT on U- USA aew on TNT NWA, they're filming their NWA Power Show right now. It's bro, gonna,
2: I saw the I saw the setup for the stage, and yeah, it's small, but it looks
0: great. And that's going to be on YouTube. You're going to have you have MLW on YouTube. I mean, there's so much wrestling. Obviously, you got Raw and SmackDown On USA and Fox. Um, I mean, Ring of Honor. You got them on whatever channel and times. And and bro, it,
2: that's just wrestling in the states. And then
0: you got Impact now on Access on Tuesday nights. Women of Wrestling on Saturday. Night. Like there's Ring of so, honor yeah there's so much wrestling that is easy to access you know the times you know the channels like it's it's a tough market to be in now so if, if you're gonna come and try and be in this Western um, territory and have a western expansion you have to make it easy in you have to make your stuff look as good as everybody elses that's out there
2: yeah I mean I understand that there's probably this mentality when they come to the States that they're like, well, if we go overseas and we don't air it, then what's the point? And that's true. But at the same time, if, you're not, if it's not gonna look good when you air it, then you shouldn't be airing it either, which makes me rethink maybe you guys should kinda reconsider some of your strategies and some of your uh, goals and ambitions when you are making these trips overseas because ultimately the people that love this company don't love it because you're here in America. We love it because it's the best wrestling in the world. And to me, this is me speaking, I don't care if it's in America or not. I would love for it to be here. I'd love to be able to see it live. Right. But if it's not going to be to the standard of quality on all levels that we're used to, don't do it. There's no, there's no reason to because you can create better content in Japan and then present it and make it easy to access here in the States. I would rather them do that than... Um, you know,
0: just throw together a tour and do a bunch of shows, and it's not filmed correctly. No English commentary, and yeah, yeah, delays. uh,
2: There's a word I'm looking for. I can't think of it. I hate when I I hate when I can't think of a word uh, that um, that I can't find. But yeah, basically, that just that whole thing sucks. You know, unfortunately, and you know that that it is unfortunate because the show was good. People that were there had a good time. Um, you know hats off to them for uh, absorbing the extra cost when they probably couldn't they, who knows if they even made money on this show based right. on based on all that so that's that's great for the company to have done the make good but ultimately like man this is a lot of problems and yeah. and I don't know if it's if this company is any more in the limelight because yes we're talking about it but what's the big talking point The show started 90 minutes late. That's the big talking point. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. It it,
0: it ended up being a very good show. And
2: let's say the show had gone off without a hitch. Let's say the show had looked really good. And let's say the show was, um, you know, good to great. How many people in the States would even watch it or see it? You know what I mean? I don't know if it really makes a big difference for their business. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that they need to focus on marketing. They need to focus on ease of access. They need to focus on content creation and getting it in front of people in the States as opposed to running it like a regional um, independent wrestling promotion here, yeah. here in America. Like, that's that's backwards thinking. It's not going to work.
0: Yeah, I think with the U.S. expansion, it needs to be quality over quantity.
2: And it's costing them a lot of money.
0: Like, honestly. A lot of money. Yeah, like, I would probably do, like, Four to five shows max In the US Do them in different areas of the country And make them You know big shows With you know well production Airing live with English and Japanese Commentary treat them like a big Deal make them feel special
2: Well um, I agree With you I I agree I think that's a fantastic Idea and I know we've actually got other questions Kind of on this topic too and we have Some more results so I think we should move on but Yeah I mean it is, it's frustrating because we do love this product, and I don't want to see them look like this in the States. It, it's embarrassing for them to a degree, actually. Yeah. And that sucks because the wrestling is so good.
0: It's amazing. So the next day, we had the Fighting Spirit Unleash in Philly. We had Rocky Romero defeating Clark Connors, Mikey Nichols defeating Carl Fredericks, Lance Archer defeating. Alex Coughlin and there's a great video going around of Archer I doing the rope book all the way around a listener of the show Scott ran tweeted out also our buddy Zach Porter shared a video also. Yeah, that, that video is awesome uh, We had uh, amazing red defeating Ren Narita. Heard, heard some good things about that match
2: and all these uh, all these uh, LA dojo young lions are not so tough when they're facing uh, <laughs> top-tier <laughs> <in> the competition
0: <laughs> Uh, we had Naito, Sonata, and Shingo defeating Sho Yo, and Juice Robinson. Evil and Bushi defeated TJP and Kota Ibushi. Little uh, team,
2: team, uh, team uh, CWC. Yeah,
0: CWC uh, throwback there. Uh, then we had in the main event the uh, Josh Smith special, the multi-man elimination tag match with uh, we had Team Tanahashi, Goto, Ichi. Yoshihashi and the Rock and Roll Express. They defeated Jay White, Kenta, Tamatonga, Tangaloa, Chase Owens, and Gato.
2: That's a match I'd really want to see.
0: Dude, I heard good things, and guess who the final two were?
2: Let me just take a guess. The final two were Ricky Morton and Chase Owens.
0: Incorrect, sir. The final two, you got one of them, right? The final two were Tanahashi and Chase Owens. Oh. Our boy, Chase. Okay. Final two with the ace. Nice. So, yeah, so, yeah, Tanahashi.
2: That's definitely a house show match.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Tanahashi got the win for the team there, and that wrapped up uh, that show. So, that was the Fighting Spirit Unleashed tour. I have no idea. If, if or, or when these Philly and Boston shows Will be up on NJPW World
2: These are essentially going to become The Tom McGee Bret Hart matches
0: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Of uh, New
2: Japan Pro Wrestling
0: And by the time they come out I'm sure they'll probably be in the middle Of Super Junior Tag League Or Road to Tokyo Dome And um, There are people who still haven't even watched Super J Cup yet So
2: By the time it comes out They'll be part of the WWE Network's oh. uh, <laughs> Hidden gems 30 years from now <laughs>
0: It'll be a part of the uh, the Rock and Roll Express like DVD. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. But uh so we have a few more questions here from uh, Reddit user Asai Yojimbo. Joss was recently critical of the UX expansion's inconsistence production, which I agreed with. I'd also rather see less but better produced Western shows moving forward if it means the show themselves look look and sound better. However, my concern is ultimately with where this expansion is actually heading. How do you see the next few years playing out? Do you think New Japan will have to expand the roster to keep from burning out their current talent? Or will there just be more dates away from Japan each year?
2: That is a very, very, very good question. Um, And I think it's the questions that we're asking too. And I think it's the questions that we don't have an answer to. And unfortunately, I think it's the questions that New Japan doesn't have the the answers to either. Because so far... They haven't shown the competency to prove to me that they know what they're doing when it comes to this expansion.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it looks like from what we're seeing, they're trying to set up the L.A. dojo almost as like a little mini hub or promotion because obviously Narita is doing an excursion here, and I believe he'll be doing like indie shows in L.A., California area. You know, coming out of the dojo. So it seems like they're, they're trying to there, they're, you know, put some roots here in the US And kind of have a place for their guys, Young Lions to go Not selling them the Ring of Honor now, selling them to this LA Dojo But ultimately, I don't know what the final end goal is And honestly, in today's market, the end goal should be to have a great TV deal Where you can uh, get paid off the TV deal and then expand your audience
2: I mean, I think that having an L.A. dojo, you know, stateside is a fantastic idea. I think it's a great investment. I think it makes a lot of business sense to do that. It, it's, it's a fantastic idea. Um, a few years ago when this uh, expansion first started, they discussed running the California market almost like a territory, like it was, you know, 1972. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. It's not That wouldn't have worked. And they actually tried that. During the early 2000s. For those of you that don't remember the, the New Japan USA shows, <laughs> they even had a television show and it, it didn't work. Um, ultimately, it, it is what we've said. Like, we, we don't know where this expansion's heading. We don't know what the ultimate goal is, how it's supposed to play out. Um, you know, I think, I think he brings up a great point um, in that they have their talent working overtime. You know, we talk about the reduced schedule of new Japan and for most wrestlers, that's true. And they do have a touring, you know, uh, they they have, you know, tours instead of just like the ardent grind that is like a WWE or one of the major companies. That being said, though, it seems like more and more often, a lot of these, uh, acts are going overseas. Um, I know a lot of them usually do fill their, like in the past, they would fill their time with working like an OTT here or there doing a CMLL tour if they're, if they're popular enough or whatever. But um, now it seems like whenever they're not doing a major show, they're coming to the states, and it's you know, and maybe I'm over exaggerating a bit because they're not coming here all the time. But it's way more than it was in the past. Right?
0: We've had uh, Japan fans, Japanese fans, complaining that complaining that the New Japan wrestlers are going over to the states too much and could get hurt, and they need to be just focusing on Japan. So,
2: And, and and here's one of the biggest things the situation with access the situation with their television deal here in the States is very precarious. I maybe now we don't know. They might have everything locked up. They might be in a great situation with, with Anthem. doesn't seem like that's the case, but who knows? They might be, we don't know. Um, but if I, if I was them and there was any sort of cause for doubt about that situation, I would be working to bolster to find a content distribution deal as opposed to focusing on running these indie these road to shows here in the States that um, you know, they're drawn what a thousand people here and there. Yeah, how many how many extra uh, New Japan World subscriptions are they gaining how many more people are actually following this product because of it, you know, um, it's you know, as someone who's involved with this company on a pretty on a high level like our podcast is when I tell people I I watch this they go oh that's that's awesome how can I watch them and I'm like well it's New Japan world and they're like what what time is their show on
0: right yeah and then
2: that's the like well you see you gotta understand (laughs) and it's like it shouldn't be that way like uh, and yeah they have the Friday they have the Friday Friday night access show Saturday oh it's Saturday yeah I always thought it was Fridays.
0: It used to be Friday, but remember they switched it they to Saturday it. with the the Wow Women Wrestling that's block. That's
2: right, and see because we just watch it on New Japan World, so I, right. But even still, yeah, they've got
0: the Saturday night shows. But uh, the interesting thing, though, with the whole access thing, they just made a, a new Twitter account called Access Wrestling, and it's heavily promoting Wow, uh, New Japan, and Impact. So how
2: long do you think that'll last? Though that's the question. I know,
0: but it's like, why would you go go through the whole trouble of creating? separate marketing and graphics for access wrestling if there wasn't if that wasn't the plan going forward uh but
2: it might not be a long-term plan it might just be it it really and i'm not trying to be a debbie downer it might be a long-term plan i don't know but i mean again contracts are coming up 2021 we've got a year but it's not that same team that was behind them at Dallas so you know it might just be them Juicing, getting as much juice out of the squeeze as they possibly can while they have them, and then once once they're used up, they're going to discard them. So that's my concern.
0: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's just, there's so much questions to be answered. There's so much to examine with this Western expansion.
2: And they, bro, do you know what the most important and impactful thing that they did for the Western expansion ever was? What they built stars. Mm. They built stars that they could distribute and market stateside. Yeah, they lost those stars, but that's what you have to do if you're going to, you know, the the big thing. It's not coming here. It's not running shows here. It's great that they do that, and when they do it, they need to do it at a high level. And that's maybe they should do it less often, but it's your Kenny Omegas, it's your Chris Jerichos. it's your Young Bucks, it's your Cody's, it's all the guy, it's all the guys that are AEW. Like uh, that's what built the Western expansion, and the the way they were able to keep those those people that were brought over is by exposing them to the EGEs and, and to Okada's the and your
0: Shingo's and exactly. your Naito's. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like they came for Jericho, but they stayed for Naito. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so that's what you have to do. And the way, the way that things now, I understand that with the way that talent situations are going on and the, and the battle lines are drawn between all these companies, it's not that easy anymore, but you know, they have Moxley. And again, I was a little critical about some of the things that happened with Moxley and the booking in the tournament, but ultimately, like he's a big star, they needed to they needed to and need to capitalize off that to draw people to them, and they need to do that in other situations when they bring in guys like Jericho and and other people like that. And the other thing is, they need to work on their distribution because distribution is the most important thing, not just here but in Japan.
0: Right? Yeah. Because I mean. Even, like, their, their like, TBSI deals, like, it doesn't air, like, random days, like, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes. There's From like, what I understand, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, not the best timing. So, yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot they've, to... They,
2: they've, they've brought in... They've done so many fantastic things over the past few years and grown their business and brought in more money, but this Western expansion, based on the numbers that you shared in the news the other week, sounds like it's bleeding them, and it's not paying them out. And, you know, when you're... In business and you take a look at your expenditures And you see what's earning you money and What's losing you money I understand that this is supposed to be like a long term um, You know it's it's a long term investment Yeah it's a long term investment It's a long play But maybe this long game is not going to play out Because I don't see how this plays out for them The way that they're doing it The way they're doing it right now is wrong Yeah it, It's a bad look Unfortunately yeah, They need, they need to change some things
0: So uh, next question from our boy Danny creator of the uh, NJPW extension He says do you think NJPW really needs to run shows abroad to continue expanding at this point in their growth is the live experience absolutely critical to gaining new fans Or can they do simply can they do so simply by focusing on VOD and online accessibility Well pretty much just kind of covered that Uh, Danny's absolutely
2: right Yeah That's and you know what's funny That was what Harold Mai had said earlier in the year when he first or like uh, starting last year, or maybe it was early this year. I can't remember. But when he was first interviewed, he was like, we're going to scale back our expansions and we're going to focus more on content creation. And it's like, why aren't they working on distribution deals in other countries? You know, what I mean, why aren't they why aren't they expanding their distribution in America and places like that and their marketing and, and their visibility online? That's what people need to be seeing. Instead, they're focusing on like running these shows, and it's not gaining them anything.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, man. I know, like a lot of people might might say that we're being too critical or being Debbie Downers, but honestly, it's just a truth. I mean, we love New Japan. Clearly, we do, we've been doing a show about New Japan every week, giving you guys hours of, of our love for New Japan. But at the same time, we got we got to judge them when they're not doing right either.
2: Well, here's the thing. What if this is like. A real detriment to their business. Right. Because it seems and it sounds like we're not business analysts. You know, I can't give you like the market financials on on them, especially since they're pretty much a private company, even though Bushy Road's gone public. They're not. I can't tell you everything I know about them, but I. I can tell you, I work in the finance field and there are some telltale signs of things that are troublesome and problematic with the company. And so far from what I can tell, this seems problematic to me, if you're asking me, that's my that's my opinion.
0: Yeah. So uh, next question from Twitter, you, Twitter follower at Twitter ain't shit. Do you guys think the LA Dojo is going to be the secondary U.S. promotion NJPW originally wanted for expansion? It seems as if, if they could take ROH spot in the marketplace. And who would you guys think will be on that roster if it happens?
2: Ooh, well, I don't think it's ever <laughs> gonna happen. Um, I mean. To, yeah, I don't think this is like assuming ROH like ROH already got displaced. Like ROH has already been displaced. They're the fourth largest. Co- they went from being the second largest to the fourth largest company in in the country. I would say. Yeah, like they're definitely behind WWE. They're definitely behind uh,
0: AEW. AEW and behind the, pretty much behind Impact right now. I would say probably pretty
2: well. Are they? Well, yeah, because now they are.
0: Now well, with the with the access deal now they The access
2: deal, they definitely are. Yeah. And I mean they're not that far ahead of MLW it almost feels like.
0: Yeah. And MLW, they're going to be doing pay-per-views next year. Um they know they're working on their di- distribution deals as well, so yeah.
2: Um and with that being said, I I don't know how they're going to use the LA Dojo. Uh I don't think it will be a promotion. They tried that before and it was a Massive failure. Um, it just it it really was. It was a big money loser. You know, it's funny. History repeats itself, and we talk about those dark days. That LA dojo stuff, as cool as some of it was, man, it was it was a money loser for them. Especially that engine, that New Japan USA show that they did. They, I don't know. I think it would be much more beneficial for them to. Make partnerships
0: Right And I think that's what, the, what and They're gonna do I think that's do. what They're gonna do Cause we've seen them Work with Defy De- Yeah And some other Kind of uh, local indies In that area I think they're gonna Send those young lions Out to like Your Defy's Your um, What's that other company uh, I think it's Is it all star Something wrestling um, I think
2: I think it'd be great To see these Some of these uh, Young lions Be treated like Independent stars But maybe their bookings Are controlled by The LA dojo
0: Right So it's like we want to book Rennerita at Defy this Friday. Let me call up uh, Shibata and get him booked. It would be
2: great to see these guys just do like, you know, AAW, you know, um, FIP, you know, um, PWG, PWG, any yeah, any of those indies. Like that would be that would be cool stuff. And I think that that would be a much better way to go. And you know, I'm sure a lot of the fans who are Involved with uh, attending shows at those um, independent shows, they're they're familiar with New Japan, but again, you can you can get more people's eyes on the product, and and you can get uh, American fans invested in a lot of these young lines that way by getting them in front of these audiences. It's it's mutually beneficial for everybody. It's it's beneficial for the smaller independent companies who are able to bring in New Japan talent. That, that they have a partnership with New Japan, yeah, it's beneficial for the for the young lions and those who they've got you know working these different kinds of environments. It's healthier for the for the overall uh, you know marketplace. Like I think that's the way to go. Um, creating another like company, I don't know. I don't know, man.
0: Especially in the, in this market in the market Hopefully. right now, I don't know, man. You know, maybe before there was an AEW, maybe that might have been a good idea.
2: And it's, and it's like I don't think ROH is going anywhere
0: No Because the thing with ROH is You got Saint Clair that just dumps money there I mean they, they S- Sinclair dumps
2: a set amount of money and, and it's set It's like this is what we're giving you Keep running And they're just going to keep running on their local affiliates Drawing their modest numbers Bringing in their advertising money That's what they're there for They, they don't want them to be bigger They don't want them to be smaller Right. They they facilitate a very specific function for freaking um, Sinclair Media, and that's about it. Like that's the deal, and they're not going anywhere. And they're as you know, and it's almost like soul crushing. Like if you let's say you were a fantastic booker or a fantastic talent, and you're there, and you realize like this place is never going anywhere, because that's the situation they're in.
0: Right. Because because honestly, after Madison Square Garden, they had a decision: Do we want to be bigger than what we are? We want to continue to draw shows like this, and they decide to stay exactly where they're at,
2: bro? They, that decision they made that decision way before Madison Square Garden. True, they made that decision when they were negotiating with all the elite guys. They definitely had a chance to expand, dude.
0: After all in, and they saw what the elite did. They should have capitalized on that and gone to the St. Clair people and be like, "Look, we need to push these guys and." Up the business and make this thing bigger. How
2: about this? Here's the real hot take: There never should have been an all-in. <laughs> that that they is true. Have, they should never have helped uh, those those elite guys do all-in. They literally created their own competition. They they they're idiots. Yeah. WWE would never have done. New Japan would have done that. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah <it's> stupid. <laughs> um.
0: So next question here from Ready. Another win for
2: the good guys. <laughs>
0: Uh, Next question from uh, Reddit user KLE Bannon Says with Keishin Liger Versus Minoru Zuki booked for King of Pro Wrestling Do you believe that feud ends In Ryogoku Goku or continues in Wrestle Kingdom If you believe the feud ends at King of Pro Wrestling Do you see Who do you see as Liger's opponent at Wrestle Kingdom
2: Quick correction Keishin Liger is not advertised for King of Pro Wrestling Jushin Thunder Liger is I don't know if we're going to see An appearance of Keishin Liger at King of Pro Wrestling Um it seems like we probably might, just based off the fact that they did that so recently. And why why bring that up if you're not going to do it again? You know. Yeah. But you know they've never done that before. Like Keishon Liger's always been a one-off thing. Like it's it's never something that that Liger has brought out. Um, you know, as kind of like a preview to him doing it again. So th- if he were to like bring it out in in successive order. At King of pro wrestling that would be like a first time um, And I gotta tell you I don't know I don't know this could really be the end of the feud I could see this being the end of the feud I could also see this being like The first step to this feud Continuing all the way to king of, uh, To wrestle kingdom
0: true I don't know just just based with Doing the whole Keishin thing In Kobe before this big matchup I I feel like if they were gonna keep the feud going they might have brought Keishan out afterwards maybe That Uh, makes
2: more sense right to
0: to me and maybe I don't know just to me that makes more sense and And then you build it up and then you do the appearance maybe a power struggle,
2: but let's be clear. It was a tease
0: Yeah, it was a tease.
2: It was a tease. It was not a payoff and that's the one reason where I'm thinking like well, they might do it again because the 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 character and the dominance and the fear was established, you know what I mean? And like Suzuki was shook. So it almost gives you that feeling like they're going to interact again. Whether that really happened but it could be a one-off.
0: Yeah, we it, we don't know. Uh but either way, I think the feud might end up be ending a King of Pro Wrestling. It might. This could be it. And then you'll have um something new for Wrestle Kingdom.
2: Yeah, with Wrestle Kingdom at that point, there's a couple things that I think they could do. Um, they could do a big match with a big name uh, I know a lot of people I think one of the popular things people would like to see him do is um, him and Tanahashi mm-hmm. That's a big that's a big that's like a retirement level type of match and that would be awesome Um, you know, there's other names people throw around that they'd like to see, you know Hiromu Takahashi will Ospreay different people like that. That's all well and good um, but the other thing too is like um when um When Ricky Choshu retired the first time at the Tokyo Dome, he did a gauntlet match um, full of, like, protégés and also, like, uh, legendary uh, foes from his past. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up doing that. That's kind of a New Japan, like, uh, style thing. I wouldn't be surprised to see them bring back some of his former foes, you know, like a great Sasuke or, like, you know, any number of, you know, who knows, any number of guys. They could do something like that for sure.
0: Yeah, that would be cool.
2: Yeah, and uh, you've got two nights as well to uh, keep that in mind, too So two nights of Wrestle Kingdom um, So they could easily, um, you know, do a big match And then maybe do like a gauntlet or something like that And, you know, the Suzuki thing could even continue to Wrestle Kingdom Because of that reason as well
0: Yeah Yeah, it'll be interesting, looking forward to see what they do So next Monday, we have the New Japan Road That's the next tour, New Japan Road only one of the shows from New Japan Roll will be airing and they'll be airing next Monday. And we have the card here. So it's gonna open up with yumora Kojima, and Tenzon taking on the team of Suji, Nakanishi, and Nagata. Who you got there?
2: Um, you know, this this one I'll I'll just go with uh the Tenkozi team.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking also. Next, Ooh,
2: this one's enticing.
0: Yeah, next we got a big singles match: Toa Hanare taking on Shingo Takagi.
2: Um, I'm gonna take Shingo.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take Shingo as well. I think but that's
2: an exciting matchup.
0: Yeah, I think this is you know he lost to Goto, kind of needs to go back down the rung a little bit. Toa Hanare is a guy that's been looking for opportunity. I think it matches up a great story right here, and I think it's uh, a great way for Shingo to rebound and get himself back into winning ways. Agreed. Then we have Tiger Mask and Jushin Liger versus Kanemaru and Suzuki. Uh,
2: That should be a good match. Um, Yeah, that one. You know, at this point, um, I'm almost like any Liger and Suzuki match is going to get thrown out at this point. That's going to be my official prediction until they wrestle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, double DQ. Double DQ. Then we have Sho, Yo, Ishii, and Goto taking on the Bullet Club team of Jato, Gato, Yujiro Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori.
2: I will go with the team of Ishii, Goto, Show Yeah.
0: You, you got Gato and Jado And Yujiro. Well, yeah. A lot of Pin Eaters. Yep. I'm sure that's gonna be maybe kind of previewing uh Super Junior Tag League,
2: maybe. Sounds like it. Yeah. Do you think Jado and Gato might be in the junior tag league? Oh
0: you know, my like, I hope not. They might be. <laughs> yeah, I I hope not though.
2: I'm gonna predict right now that Jado and Gato end up in the uh, junior tag league.
0: Don't declare that on us. <laughs> I,
2: I, the, the tea, I see it in the tea leaves. The handwriting's on the wall. It's right there. Don't, yeah. don't you see it in front of you?
0: I do, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's Ugh. what.
2: That's what. That's what. Uh, you said to the lady at the mall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So next we have Bushi and Naito versus Taichi and Doki.
2: Nice. Uh Bushi, and Naito, Taichi and Doki. I don't know. Um Naito and Bushi, I guess?
0: Yeah, that that would make the most sense to me.
2: This is this is like a Jap like a really Japanese heavy like Road to Show. Like it seems like a lot of the uh not completely, but a lot of the acts that were on the uh, FSU shows are not really here and we we kind of have the other team uh, Working this show, it seems like a bit.
0: Yeah, so then we have uh, Tanahashi is doing the, the series of anniversary matches. So this is his 20th anniversary. This will be the third match in the series. How
2: many are matches are in the series? Uh, I think it's like six or seven, but but they're not televised.
0: No, no, just this one. Um, but cool. they're, it's all like the combinations of the same guys. So this this one is Tanahashi, Hanma, and Yoshihashi versus Taguchi, Yano, and Makabe. Essentially it's pretty much all those guys That are just mixed up in different tags Throughout this tour
2: Tanahashi wins
0: Yeah And then the main event We have a rematch from Fighting Spirit Unleashed in New York As Ibushi and Okada will take on Evil and Sonata
2: Ooh, interesting Um, I'll take Evil and Sonata I guess
0: Yeah I'll take Evil and Sonata again I wouldn't be surprised to see Evil pin Ibushi again Just to stack a deck against more Against Ibushi and make you think Evil is going to take that contract
2: Nice and that's Going to do it for our New Japan Road preview
0: Yep and so got a question here From Howard Schilling he said Will the never open weight six Man titles change hands again And if they do will anybody care We're about three months oh it's the second question So well first question about the uh, Six man titles Yes they will change hands because they're the never six Man titles and they can change hands at any time. Will anybody care? Probably not. Um, I know that. I always I-
2: care. <laughs> I like the six man tags.
0: Well, at least somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yano, uh, Makabe, and Taguchi. I don't. It's been a while since I defended those belts. Um, I'm sure. There'll be a match at some point coming up soon, and they'll flip the belts.
2: I forgot who the champions were. Like, <laughs> and I think of the other week on the show, I like said the same thing. Like, I, I for some reason I can't seem to like remember who the champions are. They haven't defended them in forever, huh?
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Um, then his second question: He says we're about three months out from Wrestle Kingdom. Give us a bold prediction that you think will happen either in the run up to the event or at the event itself. Hmm. Bold prediction.
2: I think that we will see my bold prediction. It's not really that bold, but it's just my prediction. We will be seeing Hiromu Takahashi in action at King, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping it's him and uh, Osprey for that junior title. Do you think Shibata's wrestling? Oh, see, I don't want. I'm I'm kind of have mixed feelings. I don't want to. You know, Go out and put my name on it and give a bold prediction Put your name on it (laughs) And say that 100% yes Shibata is going to wrestle At Wrestle Kingdom Uh, I'll say this We will see Shibata physically Active at Wrestle Kingdom Whether it's a Match or a Pre or post match angle I'm sorry what did you just say I said that we will see Shibata in some kind of physical activity at Wrestle Kingdom, whether it's a match or a pre or post match angle.
2: The reason I was distracted is because there is breaking news. I got to tell you about this. I I'm sorry. I have to tell you about this. It's not WWE or it's not New Japan related, but I just have to tell you. So tonight on Raw, they did a, that cutting or what's it called? What's the Miss Show? Uh,
0: the uh, Miss TV. They did Miss TV
2: with Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. This year at Crown Jewel. No, they're not. (laughs) Those guys aren't wrestling. They're doing an elimination match Team Flair versus Team
0: Hogan. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
2: Uh, Bro, do you think it's going to be a rematch of Flair versus Hogan from Lethal Lockdown?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
2: Or is this a rematch? Wait,
0: are they are they wrestling or are they just the captains? Bro,
2: I think they're wrestling, bro.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Or maybe they're just the captains. I don't know, bro. I don't know.
0: That's ridiculous. Anyway, back to <laughs> back to New Japan. Uh we got some news here. <laughs> <laughs> the uh Who
2: the fuck watches that?
0: I don't know. But um Yo,
2: AEW, come get these <laughs> Tony Khan, come get these guys Oh my god
0: So uh, last week we had the full King of Pro Wrestling card uh, Released, we'll be previewing That full card uh, next week Heading into that show Also, as we mentioned earlier in the show There was the news breaking of Shota Umino and Ren Narita being on Excursion On NJPW1972.com There's a column up called The Beast Awakens Keisha Liger's Fearsome History Kind of giving you some background on Keish and Liger. And I just want to point out, I don't think we did a, a victory lap on this. We talked about Keisha Liger months before this happened. Yeah. You did a great description and a great backstory on Keish and Liger. You called it, and now all of a sudden everybody's like, have been talking about it. Now that it actually happened. But bro, we were light years ahead. Literally, months and months and months ago, we talked about Keishan Liger and the potential of him.
2: I actually listened to the show from the week prior to that uh, to um, destruction mm-hmm. in um, destruction. Nah, uh, Kobe and Kobe, and we discussed it and, and we talked about it. And I was like, I was like, we might be seeing Keishan Liger here when we were doing our previews. I was like, it's gonna be. I was like, it's yeah. Like, Fuck fishing. I was like, I think we might end up seeing Keishan Liger. And then it did happen, and, yo, know, like, here's the funny thing. I was spoiled. When we watched that live, I was spoiled on Keishan Liger making his appearance, but um, I still, like, popped. Even though I knew it was coming, I didn't expect what we saw, and so... <laughs> I had a friend with me and uh, they knew that I was already spoiled on it. And they were like, man, you really were like selling it hard. Like, like and I was like, no, that was legit. <laughs> Even though I knew it was happening, like, I still couldn't believe my eyes. Like, you don't understand. This never happened. So, yeah, we, I didn't want to do a victory lap on this because it's, it, it, it stands on its own. But yeah, you're right. We did, we have been talking about Keisha Liger on the show for a long time and it did happen. And yeah, I did do the, the retrospective on Keisha Liger for sure.
0: So yeah, I'll, I'll take the victory lap for us If you don't if you don't want to take it My, le- my legs are out <laughs> Today was leg day You got this one <laughs> So uh, next up we got Okada and Sonata They're going to be signing their IWGP contract On October 7th in Cork and Hall So that's one week before the title match They'll be uh, signing the contract So I'm guessing that's maybe happening on the New Japan Roadshow That's in Cork and Hall also So yeah, they'll be Signing the contract for their uh, big title match, mm.
2: and then in other news, Road to Tokyo Dome will take place across three nights from Thursday, December nineteenth to Saturday, December twenty first, all in Cork and Hall. Stay tuned for more n- information on what we uh, what will be the three stacked Cork and cards, and then we got big
0: news. Yeah, with uh, New Year's Dash, I know there was um, you know, there's a lot of questions on whether or not there would be. My um, New Year's Dash kind of based off of there being uh, two nights in the Dome Well, we have it confirmed from New Japan themselves New Year's Dash will be happening It will be happening on January 6th in the Oda City Gymnasium in Tokyo
2: Okay, listen Dome season is always really hard because it's always like Alright, I gotta watch like uh, freaking, you know, Wrestle Kingdom And then like the very next day you have to watch like New Year's Dash this year, it's like, Wrestle oh. Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom, and then you, that's three days in a row. What
0: is that? So, Wrestle Kingdom, January 4th, is, what, is that a f- Saturday? I don't uh, know. Uh, I think it's a Saturday. Hold on. It's the weekend. I know it's a weekend, but I can't remember which.
2: It's a freaking weekend.
0: Oh, so January 4th is Saturday. So, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think I'm going to take the six off and just have a uh, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom weekend.
2: You're... you're uh, <laughs> Your vacation time is going to regenerate at the start of the year and, uh, yes. Six days and you're like day off <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude I get uh, 20 days at the start of the year man I, I got plenty of time And plus we're not really traveling for mania So I'll, I'll have plenty of days Since uh mania will be here In our home city But yeah New year's dash man happening at the Ota Gymnasium I, I guess wondering like what kind of like Crazy angles are we going to see in a bigger Arena You know that's kind of been the thing in the past There's been you know a complaint with fans Like that are there for Wrestle Kingdom They have a hard time getting New Year's Dash Tickets in Corkin And now it's in a bigger setup More fans are going to be able to get in Um, It should be an amazing show Depending on whatever Angles and stuff they end up doing So in other news We had um, some crazy Situation going down in Our New Japan's Mexico partner CMLL a lot of crazy stuff going on with Dragon Lee and Roosh. If you guys don't know, Dragon Lee and Roosh are brothers. And um, so there was an emergency podcast that was dropped by the Cubs fan this weekend. Kind of covering all that was kind of going down. So the gist of it, you probably heard by now that CMLL has publicly uh, fired Dragon Lee and Roosh. And there was a lot of um, reports saying that CMLL told Dragon Lee not to work BOLA. Obviously, he did work Bola, and was they were not very happy with that. And, you know, Roosh was planning on quitting in a long time anyway, and uh, so they ended up just firing Roosh and Dragon Lee and their dad. Uh, and so I'm going to read some of the notes here. Very interesting uh, from the Cubs fan on this podcast. Um, so, ROH hasn't been happy with CMLL because CMLL has trouble streaming and it's caused problems for ROH and ROH management. It feels like they're outdated technology. ROH feels that Rouge is more important to RH than their working agreement with CMLL, CMLL is. They'll be willing to lose a relationship with CMLL if Rouge takes off for them. We don't get to use Stuka Jr. anymore, but I'm sorry, we're moving on. For New Japan, they try to talk to them into keeping it at least for January for Fantastic Mania because it's still a good tour money-wise, um, but they're not going to stop using Dragon, Dragon Lee regardless. But keeping Dragon Lee might be more important to them than CMLL. CMLL hasn't done a lot for New Japan training-wise for a while either, so losing that relationship won't hurt as much. New Japan's, quote, not going to give a shit what CMLL wants because CMLL has no leverage. So if CMLL says they won't do Fantastic Mania, well, that hurts CMLL hugely. It's considered to be a a massive perk for CMLL talent because it's where they actually make the most of their good money in the year. They sell heaps of merchandise, etc. So losing Fantastica Mania would be a big blow for CMLL and not New Japan. Uh, New Japan would be willing to lose the CMLL deal if they have to in order to keep Dragon Lee. He also thinks it's a red flag that New Japan didn't send Umino or Narita over to CMLL. Um, The middleman with the whole New Japan, CMLL, and ROH deal has been Okamura, who we've seen on Fantastica Mania, and this is not looking good for him. So there's also more notes here You can check it out um, It's been posted um, in the Squared Circle Reddit By Reddit user Yasmin um, And also, you know, in the Wrestling Observer In the daily update They also, actually in the this past week's newsletter They had a lot of information about what's kind of going on uh, Since Sofia Alonso has taken over And just um, some different changes in pay And some of the younger guys Getting their you know, younger top stars Getting their pay cut And um, just some more information about, you know, Dragon Lee being pulled from shows after bowl and all that good stuff So, yeah, man, a lot of controversy going down in CMLL Uh, I had a question here from Asai Yojimbo What do you think about CMLL releasing Roosh and Dragon Lee? And do you think they should sign with New Japan? And then from Reddit user, why did you do that, bro? He says, do you think Dragon Lee will sign with New Japan full-time now? He can no longer do CMLL
2: Ah, man, this whole thing is, uh Really crazy, um You know, i'm not really sure Um what this really means Like long term and you know I i did see the stuff that Was reported by uh Cubs fan, I also saw the uh Heard some of the the comments And reports that uh wrestling observer Had you know on this They weren't exactly the same but a lot Of the information was pretty similar So i mean the gist of it basically is that Um with the changing of the guard from CMLL, um, with the passing of Paco Alonso, um, the company has kind of really changed its stance on how the foreign relations of their individual wrestlers. Uh, you know, basically how they're going to handle that sort of thing, and what it seems like to a degree, the company is a little bit sort of extorting a lot of the wrestlers. Like they're taking a, they want to basically. Control all the dates That they do Internationally Especially in the states
0: Right And they want to get A percentage A higher percentage If you book them Yeah
2: Yeah and they I think they always did Usually get a percentage For the wrestlers That they booked But they want to make it So that those who didn't Need the company Who could book themselves Outside
0: like Dragon Lee And Roosh Yeah
2: Guys like that And Roosh really wasn't The issue Because Roosh isn't taking uh independent dates really he's working exclusively through ring of honor which is what the company what cmll would actually prefer because it it strengthens the relationship but um yeah for for guys who are able to make a name of for themselves outside of the company they don't really want them doing that so they want to basically control all the bookings outside they also want to take a, a larger cut and then there was some other things i can't remember everything off the top of my head,
0: also there was the whole thing with like their independent booking, so it's almost like a WWE situation. Oh yeah, yeah. they
2: can't wrestle anyone other than CMLL wrestlers uh, in Mexico,
0: right? Yeah. So before they could wrestle, I think Triple Triple A was the only exception. They couldn't wrestle Triple A guys, but they could wrestle like indie guy, like the guys from the Crash and stuff like that. Yep. But now they can only wrestle other CMLL guys.
2: Which that's that really has never been the case. And to just to put in perspective, what you have to understand is that. Um, CMLL to a degree is in some It's somewhat similar to how New Japan runs their business like uh, It's they do have television and it's weekly and I believe they have two maybe even sometimes three weekly shows
0: Yeah, it's like isn't it like Tuesday Wednesday Friday something like that something
2: like that. Yeah, exactly but the thing is you're not always used as a talent and they are treated a bit more like independent contractors there. The thing though is that you in Mexico, wrestling is so popularized and there are so many independent wrestling shows and they're not even like quote unquote promotions. They're just like, there's a show in Tijuana, there's a show over here, there's a show over here, blah, 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 blah. If you're if you're uh, you know, one of these wrestlers who are looking to fill your your time up and your dates, you can get dates all over Mexico. Like you don't have to go anywhere else. You can be Just in Mexico and you can work all sorts of Independent dates to feed yourself And your family and it's like if The company is now telling you you can only Wrestle other CMLL contracted Wrestlers I mean That then that means you Might not even be able to take dates at a lot Of these smaller shows because maybe you're the one Big talent that they were going to bring in the headline The
0: one CMLL guy that they're right
2: And 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 now they're now What if it's like a little You know a little Promotion in Jalisco and they can't Afford to pay two CMLL guys to wrestle on top in their car. Like, you know what I mean? So it's 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 kind of problematic it it hurts the uh, the earning ability of um, Some of these guys and also like, you know There was reports just a few years ago that like a lot of Mexican wrestlers weren't going to keep wrestling in Mexico or and also a lot of um, foreign talents that were going to Mexico didn't want to go there because the uh, the value of the peso dropped in comparison Um, So so drastically to other places that it wasn't worth actually going there and a lot of that's why you see guys like dragon Lee and Russian and and different people like that Looking for outside opportunities because the money is actually better outside of Mexico so it does kind of I mean I get what they're doing from a business perspective. I do kind of get it, but um It seems like that company is in turmoil and it it all has to do with Paco Alonso dying Uh, and yeah, the uh, a lot of the reports are saying that they're really um they're paying the older wrestlers a lot more and mm-hmm. then they're giving pay cuts to the they're younger top, wrestlers. The yeah,
0: younger top talent. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's their top guys. Like so it, it it is kind of surprising because they Roosh is their biggest draw.
0: Yeah, he's their biggest star. And I would say Dragon Lee is probably one of, their, he's one of them. the best workers.
2: He's one of their biggest stars too. Or yeah. he's one of their bigger draws. Yeah.
0: Um, and so yeah it's very interesting Yeah the public firing and uh, Dragon Lee has made it very clear That he wants to work for New Japan uh, Tweeted out some stuff About um, Hiromu There was actually a tweet that uh, I That I put in our, our Twitter account That I used uh, good old Google Translate to uh, Get the translation here but he Posted a picture of him and Hiromu And let me pull this up Real quick Um so yeah, here's a tweet here. Yeah, he you know posted a picture of him in uh, Hiromu facing off, and he said, uh, "No company is going to prevent the love we have in this fight. We are a mirror. We are a mirror. We are both ambitious. Wait for me soon. I will arrive." So yeah, Dragon Lee's made it very clear that he wants to continue to compete for New Japan. New Japan made it very clear they still plan on using Dragon Lee. There is a poster that's going around for the Super Junior Tag League that features Dragon Lee and Teton. Um, so that apparently seems to be the plan for that for that team there um, So yeah, it seems like regardless of what Dragon Lee is going to be landing in New Japan and New Japan definitely switched shine sign him.
2: Well the other interesting thing too and we didn't discuss this Roosh won the ring of honor world title this past uh, What Friday night?
0: Yeah at, uh, death before his honor He defeated Matt Taven and probably which was the best Matt Taven match I've probably ever seen um, it was a really good uh, solid main event and switched the belts
2: so a lot of a lot of this is interesting, not just from a CMLL and Mexico perspective, but also for those of us. Who, obviously, we're all aware that CMLL, Ring of Honor, New Japan have this sort of trifecta, uh, you know, partnership. And it's like, okay, well, they fired two guys that are both extremely important to their U.S. and Japanese partners. Um, Roosh specifically is one of the guys that uh, Ring of Honor has. Huge plans for going forward. They put the title on him, <laughs> yeah. And then the same weekend they put the title on on him. He gets fired from CMLL, and then and he was gonna leave anyways. But still, regardless, and then um, you know, Dragon Lee, obviously, like he's the one, he's the only guy from CMLL in the past years that they look at look at the point totals he gets during Best Super Juniors. It tells you that they see a, more in him than they do um, any of the other talents like. You, you're not seeing like Caristico or uh, You know, Volador Jr. or Stuka Jr. or any of these Guys, you know, um, making You know, consistent Tours in Japan. Like, they they just don't Like, the one guy is Dragon Lee and I gotta tell you, like they Now, I understand that Cubs fan has Kind of said what the uh, Viewpoint is, but I didn't see him like give a source For it or anything like that, so yeah. I'm not gonna sit here And say it's like 100%, but I could Tell you if, my opinion I think there's no way they're gonna Stop using Dragon Lee just Because he's not with CMLL there's, oh yeah there's No way it's
0: happening and uh but something else Interesting is so CMLL they own The trademark for Roosh And Dragon Lee's names That's fine so it's gonna be interesting to see Especially because Ring of Honor Just did TV tapings and Roosh and Dragon Lee are both on there and They use they still use those names I do Know that Roosh has taken some Independent Mexico bookings using El Toro Blanco which is his nickname as his um, his new name. So
2: also you wonder, like, I don't know what the international copyright laws are.
0: Talking about for like L I J? Um uh,
2: Not no, oh, not even just for that. For um, you know, if you own a name, mm. how is that international? Is that just in Mexico? I mean, what where does that copyright and trademark uh extend to? You know, and, yeah. and is it are they allowed to use it on independent book? Are they allowed to use their names on independent bookings? Are they allowed to use them on television, internationally? I don't know. I don't know the legalities there. But we saw the same thing happen with uh, with uh, Phoenix and Pentagon a few years ago. Right,
0: and still, because uh, I think Pentagon is still being booked as, like, L-Penta-0-M.
2: Yeah, L-Penta-0-M El, yeah. El or Pentagon Dark or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and then Ray Phoenix, you know, King Phoenix. So, I mean, yeah. They'll be fine
0: Yeah, they'll be fine I'm just, I just wanted that out there So fans People know that That might be a name change Might be coming That's because you're a great pro, you're,
2: <laughs> you're a great podcaster That's why
0: <laughs> And then uh, Only the best uh, Thank you uh, New Japan does own The trademark though For Los Ingobernables De Japon Nice So there's no No worry there
2: I mean And I don't I Rush really isn't that Invested in Japan Yeah,
0: Rush he, he doesn't want to go to New Japan He doesn't like the style He's not a big fan Of working in Japan So to him, he wants to stay in Ring of Honor And kind of try and build that promotion up Dragon Lee will probably end up signing a dual contract So he can be with his brother, Roosh And then also continue to work New Japan Um, And then very interesting Their their other brother, uh, Mystico He will be staying with CMLL And he wasn't part of the firing So kind of interesting thing there
2: Any other final thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, it's just a kind of a crazy thing I mean, CMLL is like one of the world's oldest wrestling organizations And with all this, you know, talk with financial issues and losing top stars And, and
2: the rumor is that there's going to be more, more departures in the near future Yeah,
0: um, it's not looking good I mean, we could see this promotion just implode within the next year
2: No, no we won't They'll never they'll never be gone. They're huge. They've they, they yeah. They're having issues, but I can guarantee you, CMLL is not going to implode. Like they they might have issues, but like it is a it's a financially like stable and viable company.
0: Well, they might not implode, but they'll definitely be kind of less on the radar. For sure, I, I feel like their relationships with Ring of Motor and New Japan has kind of helped get them out and has helped expose their their product and some of their guys. And without that those deals, it's gonna be. I think it's pretty hard going for those some of those guys.
2: I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Just the idea though of like them. Uh, I think it should just be said here on the podcast the idea that they, that like they'll be gone or something like that. You know, that will probably never happen. Honestly, like the ties that they have to the um, oh, what do you call it? To the tourism market in. Mexico City, yes, they are inconsistent with their the numbers they draw, but at the same time, let's be clear, they draw stronger live gate numbers than any other wrestling company in the world, and they have good distribution in their countries. They're not going anywhere. But you're right. As far as their visibility in the States and, and abroad and uh, maybe even their drawing
0: Right, and maybe and maybe even like quality of matches, and the quality of matches with top guys going, they're going to have to probably bring in some sign some independent guys or sign some younger guys. And
2: at the same time, though, from what we've seen on those, uh, you know, Fantastic Mania tours, they have got a ton of young guys down there that they can bolster up and bring up. But you're right, like this this might affect their business, but they're not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, you miss the Fantastic Mania tour if it doesn't happen next year.
2: Yeah, I, I like Fantastic Mania tour. I mean like i'll be fine if it's gone but like at the same time like it it is a good time to like give guys a reprieve from you know from the dome season especially with them doing more uh, yeah during dome season i just wonder what they would fill that time with
0: right like i wonder if they end up doing some other kind of road tour it might be it
2: might be a good opportunity for them to do something or you know during that time period that would be cool if they if there's something that, that they could fill the time with but um At the same time, like, yeah, I like Fantasca I do.
0: Yeah, it's a fun tour. I mean, yeah, I I would miss it, but I'm I'm not going to be, like, completely heartbroken. You know, as long as we get Dragon Lee (laughs) year-round, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. So, so yeah, that wraps things up for the news. And before we head out, we have our recommended match of the week. And it's my turn to pick the recommended match of the week. And since we are on the road to King of Pro Wrestling, I thought it would be a great idea to kind of look at some of the King of Pro Wrestling main events So my pick for this week is the 2014 King of Pro Wrestling main event It was the IWGP Championship match The champion AJ Styles defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi AJ being accompanied by Jeff Jarrett Yes, in case you didn't know or in case you forgot Jeff Jarrett was a part of the Bull Club for a brief stint when he had that um, Short partnership between GFW and New Japan And uh, he was out there And it was I thought it was a, a great main event um, I'd probably go like Four and a half, four, seven, five on it um, Just AJ is just an incredible worker and obviously so is Tanahashi And they, they've had several Great matches together and I thought this one was uh, You know, another great one That they had and so go ahead and check that out King of Pro Wrestling 2014 IWGP title match AJ Styles and Roshi Tanahashi.
2: Absolutely.
0: So next week we'll be back to review uh, the New Japan Road Show and to preview King of Pro Wrestling. Make sure you connect with us on social media on Twitter. I'm at Jeremy L. Donovan. The show is at Ki Strong Style. You can follow also follow us at Social Suplex on Facebook. We are Facebook.com/slash Social Suplex. You can also find us in the Wrestling Squared Circle group, Facebook.com, Slash Group, Slash Wrestling Squared Circle. On Reddit, I am the Pro Black Guy. Josh is keeping a strong style. You can email me, Jeremy at Social Make sure you check out all the other shows here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have One Is Show Radio, hosted by Rich Gladda and James Boyd. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show from Scotland. Every other Wednesday, we have our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling grown men watch this shit hosted by jeremy tate and chris bryant on thursdays uh we have nothing right now on fridays we have get in the ring <laughs> with danny and beast and mike and on saturday we have all things elite with floyd johnson jr Amy O. and tiffany and actually i think that uh you know i know floyd and uh, tiffany will be at the awu premiere on wednesday i think they'll be doing a live podcast right afterwards so stay tuned for that
2: i heard a rumor we might be throwing up some of those time slots
0: well, maybe I know there are some free agents. There've been some
2: free agents that have been released into the marketplace.
0: So who knows? <laughs> and then also, there's been talks of a potential Wednesday Night War podcast here on the network. So who's uh, been talking about that? No one talks. No one ever talks to me about anything, bro. This happens in the group chats,
2: bro. I can't be in the group chats. <laughs> I got a life. To live.
0: Uh, so yeah, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. We'll catch you next week on Keeping a Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Goodbye. Good night. Bang.
1: Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time.